breathless. Well, I can't see in this fucking thing. I can't breathe in this fucking thing and I can't ride in this fucking thing. Well, fuck all y'all. I'm going home. Now, I watched my wife work all day getting 30 bags together for you ungrateful sons of bitches. And all I can hear is criticize, criticize, criticize. From now on, don't ask me your mind for nothing. I'm playing on me, nigga, four chains on me. I ain't trippin' about that hoe, nigga, she came on me. I got a bitch from the west, she a suckin' nigga soft. Bitch from the east, she a fuckin' nigga, though. I'm still playin' with that raw, even though I got a deal. Had to get up out the city, I just got a nigga killed. Pause on my kind of still sippin' out the final. Watch the kind and no promise, I'm a whole two for each. Nigga, up blue for free, that's my nigga, come and kick it. Mr. Still a certain city, I'm the reason it's some chicken. Why the fuck you in the kitchen tryna turn one? Yeah, go pullin' on the blender before you burn something. Baby, say she want a real nigga. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. We back ready for action. What's happening, man? This is the Untitled Podcast. What it do, man? This is my brother Swat. How you feeling? What's going on, man? Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Good evening, lovely people. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All that good shit, man. Greetings. Greetings and salutations. Uh, This is episode 18. We legal now. Jeez. No more fake IDs. No more fake IDs. We in the booty club. Uh-huh. Straight to TP after this. You can buy Black and Miles now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Get that cancer started early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what else can you do? You can vote. Vote. Go to the Army. Army. Uh, die for the country. Die for the country. But you can't drink legally. Can't That's drink crazy. legally. Can't drink about it after. That's Get crazy. that PTSD. We can't come drink it away. Right. Mm-mm. What else can you do with 18? <sighs> USA. You could drop out of high school at 16, ain't it? 
You drop out of school whenever. You can't I mean, really. Nah, you gotta be at least sixteen to drop out. I know niggas that dropped out at like twelve. Though. They just stop going. They ain't drop out. <laughs> the niggas just stop showing up. <laughs> you got like officially like withdraw from class. So you gotta like like you have to sign papers to drop out yeah, of school. Yeah, it's a thing. I like, thought niggas just you like, stop coming. That nigga just woke up one morning. And was like, nah, mm, no, you fell. Them boys still putting you in classes. You in cuz. Oh damn. Yeah, you fell in all them classes. Mm, nah, <laughs> yeah, not today. <laughs> not today, Dad. This ain't it. This ain't it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So here we are, man. Episode eighteen, 18. of the Untitled Podcast. Sheesh, moving right along, ain't it? Yeah, we getting there, man. Yeah, it man. feel it feels like a long time, but like I said, it's still early. Oh, very much so. Very. Still early. I'm just glad we had like a decent number, man. Because I felt so corny saying "Welcome to Episode four of the Untitled." Like we at least getting double digits. We at like fifties. At episode four, we were still sounding like this. Everything was fucked. Oh, the quality, yeah. all of that was oh, fucked. That shit up. So they probably didn't even hear you say episode four. Yeah, nah, they, they knew what episode they. <laughs> they probably even know the podcast. They probably just heard us play music, and that was it. They was there for the tunes. Niggas play really good music over there, yeah. man. I don't know what the fuck they be talking about, but the music, mm. top notch, a one. Yeah, but we getting it together, man. Slowly but surely. Always improvements man. in every episode. Always, man. man. The process is the process. You just got to be there to enjoy it. That's it. Yeah, that is it, man. So, that being said, man, uh, when you hear this uh, episode, man, it will be Father's Day. Straight um, up, you know, Lord willing, we get everything done on time. It will be Father's Day. Um, you are a father, and I've been called daddy. So let's talk about it. Yikes. Um. Father's Day, man. What's it mean to you? You, um, you have a uh, how old is Joe? Joe, she's three and a half. She'll be four August. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, she's at the age now where, you know, um, she just senses a lot of things. For example, last night, you know, I'm giving her a bath and I'm just kind of looking at her, but then she kind of looks up at me and was like, "Why are you looking at me like that?" <laughs> spicy. And I'm like, "Yeah, real spicy, right?" And I was like. You want me to look at you or something? She was like, well, you can look at me, but why is your face like that? And I'm like, hold up, man. Like, right. what are we doing? Like, you clowning she got, me? Yeah, because she got your face. You should have told her that. Yeah, she really does. Like, right. no, that's split, split an image. Yeah, she's a twin. And I was like, well, uh, you know, God gave me this face. So, you know, if you got a problem with my face, you got a problem with God. She was like, oh, no, I ain't got a problem with mm-hmm. God. I was like, so... You know, is my face ugly? She was like, no, it's not ugly. You just need to smile more. And I was like, oh, shit. Ah. She hit you at the play line. Yeah. She was hanging around Pops. Hey, she, oh, boy. Got to smile more, baby. Smile for him. Put a smile on. Yeah, she got game for days, man. Yeah. Like she, If I had money, she would have got all of it. Man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So biggest lesson, man. Tell me, the, the biggest lesson being a father has taught you is what? Um, uh, just being more patient. Okay. Um, letting little things go. Mm-hmm. Um, just understanding. Uh, and also being present. That's mm-hmm. one of the most important things, man. Okay. When it comes to fatherhood, just being present, mm-hmm. enjoying just simple stuff, man, like crayons and dolls. <laughs> yeah. Netflix shows, YouTube shows, all of that. You know, man, you look. Right on, right when, on. When you, when you don't have kids, you kind of look at that like, man, I'm not watching this bullshit. Yeah. But then you kind of start asking her questions about the characters and you getting into it, man. But yeah. for the most part, just 
just showing up every day, man, putting on your hard hat because honestly, man, that's like one of the most fulfilling jobs that, you know, that I've had so far. Dope, dope. Just being there, man. So uh, it still boggles my brain knowing that, you know, there's fathers out there that aren't doing mm. for their kids, man. And I think mm. I kind of kind of hinted at, you know, a couple of episodes ago, like just a fallout with somebody out you know, that yeah. was real close to me and everything. And, yeah. you know, it's just an, an ugly look for you not being present in your kids' lives, man. So, you know, if, yeah, you, if you hear me, man, just step that shit up. Yeah, man. Just step it's, it up, bro. You know, it, 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 I agree with you, man. I, I was blessed to, to grow up uh, with a father in my household, man. And, um, you know, the it was funny growing up, you know, I had a lot of friends. I was the anonymity, right? Anonymous. I was a weirdo. Okay. Put it that way. Uh, and not weirdo in how I acted. Just weirdo as in um, my dad was at home. He was there. Like, I had a pops at the crib. And, Same uh, in my neighborhood, Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? And none of my friends did, so mm-hmm. it was just weird, bro. Like, oh, your daddy live with y'all? Yeah. You see your daddy every day? Every day? Like, he always at the house, huh? You don't got to come kick with him on weekends or shit. My dad's supposed to give me his weekend, but he ain't came. Like, this is shit I remember hearing as a kid, man, and it never set in on me until I got middle school, high school. Like, yo, like, you you real lucky, bro. Yeah. Like, just to have that. Like, and we spoke on other episodes about, like, kind of, you know, the flip side of, like, the pressures that come with having a the father there. But the blessings outweigh the, the blessings. that you got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah the standards, yeah, to. carrying, you know, it's a certain thing that comes with with your name. I mean, um, I was talking to my brother the other day, and I was kind of fucking with him about some shit, man. And he was like, man, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm Jetson, nigga. And right. it was funny because I said the same thing. And for me and for for, for my brother, man, that means something, right? Like, mm-hmm. nigga, I'm Jetson. Like, you know who I am? Like, nigga, I am Jets' son. And that right. means something to us. It's a certain standard, a certain pride that comes with, you know, coming, you know, being of my father's. I think you, you stand know, a little taller when you it say do, it, right? It do, it do. Um, so in just that pride that I have, you know, it you know, it does bother me. Like you spoke to, you know, you got people who grew up without fathers, who fathers didn't step up, you know, and they don't carry that same pride. Right. When it comes to their fathers. You know what I mean? Because they didn't have they didn't grow to have it instilled in them. You know, um, but I think the other flip side of growing up has taught me too, man, is, you know, I, and you can probably speak to it a little more than I can, seeing that, I mean, I don't have kids, but, you know, just looking at what we thought adults were mm-hmm. and how we thought adults had it all together, right? Yeah. Um, I saw a post that was saying, like, it's crazy that we're the new adults. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we still figured it out. So I think about, damn, like, you know, I'm in my 30s now. And I'm like, yo, my parents, like, you know, I was on, at this point in my father's life, I was on the way. Mm-hmm. And you already had my sister, already had my brother. And I'm thinking about me now. Just like, yo, yeah. like, whoa, that's so you crazy. T- you got one on the way you trying to? That's not what I said. Oh, I thought, that's that's what, I thought it was about to be a big announcement on nah, this shit, boy. <laughs> I was let me like, tell you whoa, whoa. Man. I'm going to tell you whoa. something, man. Two things that will not be announced for me is when I have a baby on the way is in in my relationship status. You'll never hear it. All you're going to do is see it. 
Okay. So I'm gonna pop up with a wife, and I'm gonna pop up with a kid. And the kid is gonna like, come. Who baby after. is that? Oh yeah, this a little. It's my son, man. Right yeah, here, man. Uh, he 13. He's 13 now, man. Yeah, just started. Yeah, just go, yeah. his mom popped up like, one day. Yeah, was like, man. All right, this is his mom, right, actually. All right, nigga, your turn to yeah, take. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> all right, nigga, it's your turn. <laughs> you want some furious styles type shit? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's my turn. I got carried the last five years of my of my, my younger life, man. Oh man. So but the, uh, the cool thing, man, like um, just being a adults now and me being a father. I can kind of switch the narrative. Like I can control, you know, uh, sort of speak my own destiny when it comes to being a father because, you know, it's a lot. And I was talking to my sister about this last night. I was like, you know, growing up, it was a lot of things like, man, I can't wait till I get older. I can't wait to have kids. I'm not letting (laughs) Mm -hmm. them do this. I'm not letting them do that. But little did I know, like it was foundation that was being, you know, instilled in me as far as, Mm -hmm. You know, one day, you know, your time going to come soon enough. Yep. So I'm kind of giving you game on how to approach certain situations. And sure enough, all that shit I was talking back in the day, man, all of that flew out the window. Full and those, circle. Yeah, it's full circle. And full everything circle. he instilled in me, I find myself doing. Even the way, like, I, I fuss at JoJo. Like, if I'm around my mom, she was like, you sound just like your daddy. Like, yep. you do that shit, yep. Like the tone in my voice and everything, like you got to go a little, hey, 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 hey. you got to yeah. get deeper in it. Uh-huh. Like the shit that my dad did, man. So yeah. it's it's crazy. Like the whole time he's just throwing, like you know, just throwing pins in my head, boom, 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 and yep. you don't even know it. So um, I asked your biggest lesson you've learned as a father. Mm-hmm. So let's flip that a little bit. What's the biggest lesson you learned from your father? Oh, uh, biggest lesson that I've learned from my father. Um, wow, it's been so many. Um, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you this, uh, Circle K, right, on Quaco. Okay. Saturday morning, we getting ready to go, you know, do some yard work, so we about to hit Home Depot, and, uh, he sent me in the store to go pay for the gas, right? Yeah. And I had to be about, psh, maybe 10 or 11 years old. And the way that I was walking in the store, it's early Saturday morning. You don't feel like doing that shit. So I'm kind of slouched, yeah. dragging my feet, all of that. So when I got back in the car, like, he grabbed me and was like, hey, man, don't ever let me see you walking like that again. And I was like, what? He was like, bro, shoulders up, eyes forward at all times. Have some pride about yourself. Okay. Have pride. And, like, I always hear that in my head. Have pride about yourself. Yeah. So I say that's one of the biggest lessons right there, man. Okay. You know. Yeah. Dope. He wasn't a man of many words, but like when he says something, it stuck with you. Yeah. But now nah, that nigga just wild, man. He say whatever come out <laughs> sucking of his Sucking mouth. them fingers. <laughs> sucking them fingers. <laughs> yes, sir. Never gonna forget that story. Yeah. Um, for me, man, I think the biggest lesson, uh, and one of the biggest things I take from my pops, man, is um attention to detail. Mm-hmm. In every sense of, of the word, man. In every sense of, the, of that phrase. So people are very observant of people, right? Oh yeah, you know I, I pick up. I, I and this is and it's funny when I say this shit, man. I hear my dad's voice when I say it, but like people operate in patterns, right? Mm-hmm. And if you pay attention, people become predictable because they have certain patterns. And you could do this with your friends. You could do this in relationships, yeah. in business. Um, I know what this is going to do. This happens. Mm, they about to do this. They about to say that. You can almost finish sentences. Yeah. Right. Um, so that attention to detail 
also, because I remember, man, um, I never forget this shit. Um, one of my pop's friends was over at the crib, right? And uh, they were watching the fight. And I forgot who was fighting that day. I think it was a Holyfield fight. <clears throat> it wasn't that big of a fight because I mean, it was only one of his homeboys over there. But anyway, man, yeah. we was a uh, shot at Uncle Pete, man. So we, uh, I'm, you know, Pops down there, you know, I've spoken about how close me and Pops were, man. So his homeboys was my uncles, and they like my homeboys, too, in a sense. Right. It's childish as some of them niggas was. Right. So, man, I remember I came downstairs, and um, I'd been outside hooping my brother all day. Stank. You know, my Pops, hey, man. Go. Mussy as a fuck. Yeah, mussy as shit. <laughs> Pops was like, hey, man, go wash. Okay. I didn't want to, and the thing was, it wasn't that I didn't want to wash. I just didn't want to miss. You didn't want to miss out, yeah. So, cause in my mind, I'm gonna go wash and come back, and you know, the homeboy and I left, and I missed all the fun. Mm-hmm. So what I do, I go upstairs, put on some clean clothes, and come back downstairs. Sugar on shit. Pop say, <laughs> "Hey, go wash." Oh shit! How did he know? So I go back upstairs. He smells you. What he, do you still mean? Smell, he still smell like dick and basketball. <laughs> so <laughs> last week it was ass and basketball. Yeah, this week it's dick, dick and basketball. <laughs> so I go. Uh, so I go upstairs, man. This time I run the water. Run the, the water. Yeah, I run the water. Right. Don't get in. I just ran the water. Right. I never got that, man. Bro, it's so stupid. I never got like, that. I used to do the same. Do really like I don't know if you ever seen people be like, yo, kids are really crackheads. Like this is what they mean. We were really all crackheads as kids, right? So I just ran the water, right? And I just kinda sat there for a minute, so I felt like that would have been a good bad time. Right. Cut the water off, right? And then I go back downstairs. Hey man, go watch. Watch. Yeah. It gets worse, G. I go upstairs. Run the water, stand in the water. No soap, right? No soap. You come just back want to be dirty, dog. You didn't want about you missing out on that. You just want to come back downstairs, G. Come back downstairs. Hey, go wash. Don't bring your ass. If you come back down here, yeah, that's your ass. I'm gonna whoop your ass. That's your ass. And I finally washed, bro. Sick was it? Four or five different trips I took upstairs and downstairs, and all I had to do was wash my little ass here. The fact that I stood in that water and didn't like grab the bar of soap in the washcloth that was right next to me is peak mental illness. Let me start there. I'll go ahead and come for myself. Were you was like your head outside of the shower curtain, like listening for like laughs and shit while you was in the shower? Nah, it was listening more so for hearing that door open. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like that's so, a, but that's but, another lesson. Yeah. Do it right the first time. You ain't got to do it over. Just pay attention to detail, yeah. man. Just pay attention. And me and my pops are a lot alike in that you will see certain shit. My book bag was junky. My desk was junky. All this shit. But if you ask me where something's at, I can tell you, you can exactly, tell you exactly, where, exactly it where it was. It was organized chaos. And my dad's the same way, man. So that to me was the biggest lesson in that. You know, I, when I do have kids, that's what I want to take, you know. That's what I want them to get from you Carry me. over, right. Is that. Like, obviously, the manners, the respect, all that. You want that. But pay attention. Mm-hmm. Just pay attention. Like, it's so many things that I missed. And I remember my dad was taking your ass and pay attention. Yeah. You, pay, you didn't pay attention. If you pay attention, you would have saw that. What's, what's the uh, craziest thing you ever caught your pops, like, doing, man? Like, like, bro, what the fuck are you what what do you have going on right now, man? Oh, the crit my dad country, man. So Pops got this thing that he would do. He won't like he still does it sometimes, man. I don't understand it. 
Pops refuses to take his clean laundry up to the room. You leave it downstairs in like the uh, baskets and everything. Yo, Pops will go down, no lie. Pops will go downstairs. He'll take a shower and like come downstairs the next morning in his robe. <laughs> get dressed get in dressed a in fucking the garage. <laughs> and then he'll go out like, he'll go out, do whatever he's doing, come back home, take the clothes off. And put them bitches in the washer, <laughs> and then you know, and then go and buy this. I'm like, what the? F-? I remember one day I came over, man. He done got he got his jeans, fucking laid out on top of my mama's car, <laughs> yeah. in the front, bro. Like just country shit, dog. Like, yo, what's wrong with you? I do that from time to time too, dog. I, I picked that up from him. I do that from time. That's to why time. I do I, it. I just hate folding clothes. That's me personally, bro. Like, yeah, I'm just yeah. I got a little bit of that. I do in, like I ain't gonna front. I think I got it from my mom, mm-hmm. but it was something kind of therapeutic about being Sunday, fresh laundry. I'm sitting in front of the TV folding with my clothes, that. folding clothes and watching the game. Like yeah. kind of a mix of both worlds, right? <laughs> like you folding clothes, but you're also watching football. So I'm still a man. That's, it frustrates me because I'm kind of a perfectionist. So I find myself sometimes like if I have like some shorts, right? And I'm folding them up mm-hmm. and if it don't crease right, I got to unravel it again, right? Yeah. And to start off, you know, start over. And I'm looking up. I'm like, man, I just spent like five and a half minutes folding like one pair of shorts up. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, man, fuck this shit. That's not my problem. <laughs> that's not my, that's not my, that sir is not yeah. my, uh, it's not my testimony because I will take them clothes to this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just ball it up. <laughs> that shit in the drawer, nigga. Fuck that. Yeah. That's why, nah. that's why I need a wife. Oh, okay. It, <laughs> that reason alone. That's, that's it. That's it. Just need my clothes folded. Yeah, man. But I think need a kid too. Just one kid. I think the craziest thing, uh, the crazy experience I've had with my pops, um, mm-hmm. I had to be about sixteen at the time, and this is around the time when uh, my cousin moved in with us. He was about a year ahead of me. Okay. And this is the era where you got your flicks on like the little white DVDs, right? Yeah. The blank DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shit. In order to kind of keep it, you know, keep it tucked, keep it away from everybody, what I used to do was like take like my Xbox cases mm-hmm. and double them up, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. the white DVD at the bottom and had a game on the top. Yeah. Had a perfect system, man. Nobody knew about it. I don't know how the fuck my cousin found my DVDs, right? <laughs> he got a hold of one of them. Cool. So me and my sister, we got our own room. He's sleeping in like the front room, like the den area, right? Yeah. So one morning, it's like 5.30 in the morning. He busts in my room, wake your ass up. <laughs> Get like, your motherfucking ass up. So this is my dad oh, talking, hit you right? with the ghost. Yeah. Like I'm ghost like, did three. Yeah. He came with the scrap. He had a scrap at all? He didn't have the strap, bro. Oh, so I'm like, what the your ass up, little nigga. Like, what the fuck going on? So I get up. We go straight into, like, you know, the front room, the den. Mm-hmm. And JR, he already sitting there like... Looking at me like, bro, he caught us. He had that look on his face like, bro, we caught. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is, what are you t-? So he pulled the white DVD out. He was like, the fuck is wrong with y'all? We got women that live in this house. Y'all sitting here beating y'all dick in the front room. <laughs> like, what the fuck going on? I'm lost, right? I'm like, dog. So I'm looking at him and he kind of looking like, yeah, yeah, he caught us. Like, I'm like, nah, dog. I had a perfect system. Yeah. So I'm like, pop, bro. I, I, I don't know where that came from. That's not mine. And he was like, well, JR said he got our children. I'm like, come on, nigga. Now we snitching. He didn't want to take the hit on his own, so he had to throw me in the equation, right? That's fair. 
So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll take the hit, man. You know, all right, ain't going to happen again. Yeah. So he's still in the moment. Long story less long, I never saw that DVD again, bro. <laughs> I think Pops got rid Pop, of it and he put it to use. Pop, Pops cuffed that shit, though. Oh, yeah. It was a booty talk three? Pops cuffed that. <laughs> I, nah, I think not. Nah, it was a. Uh, it was in teens by then? It was Big Butt Smashdown. Big Butt Smashdown. Okay. Big Butt. That's when, like, the niggas went to, like, Brazil. Oh, <laughs> knocking them hammers down. Yeah, Big yeah, butt yeah, smashed yeah, down. That's what niggas was getting it in. Yeah, <laughs> man, we were some nasty little niggas, but it was so wild, bro. The first porno site you found was what? Oh, uh, first porno site I found. Uh, I don't. I think I ain't start going on sites until like college. I think I just used oh, to word? type in random shit when like when you first had access to a computer. I was just typing in random shit. No, mine was. Like, What's up? Whitehouse.com. Whitehouse.com. Dot com. Damn. And it was let me say how ill these niggas was. Whitehouse.com was a oh. porno site where they had like more like people was like fucking in the White House in the White and all kind of shit. But the difference was the White House's website was Whitehouse.gov. Right. So as a kid, I was doing a, a literally I was doing a book report. Not a book report, like a little report on the government. And that's how you found it. And I went it. to whitehouse.com and saw a number of titties. Right. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, fuck the report. I've arrived. I'm, I'm about to choke <laughs> this chicken, nigga. I have arrived. I'm about to choke this fucking chicken. I have arrived. Nigga, I'm here, man. Thank I'm you, here. God. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for all you've done for me. <laughs> so, speaking of dads, man, um, let's get to, uh, I, to who I feel like turned into... Um, our our new black dad after Bill Cosby, man, Bernie Mac, Bernie became Black America's dad in his show, right? Okay. Um, so a biopic has been uh, in the works for Bernie, man, for for Bernie, and uh, they're talking about Mark Phillips. You familiar with that? Who Mark Phillips is? No, I have no. Idea. So have you seen the uh, like the guy? He does these skits where he's something. He's acting like he's LeBron. And uh, like, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, the young boy, the RDC, young RDC World and all of that, I believe right? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Mark yeah, Phillips, yeah. black dude, the right? The young dude. That he, that's the, like, when you say it out yeah. loud, he sound old as fuck, Mark he, Phillips. Yeah, he do sound old as fuck. Young, I didn't know it's his real name. Young boy, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So they said that Bernie Mac's daughter uh, is requesting him to play Bernie in the biopic. It's fitting. Yeah, I thought so too. He got the eyes. He got the kind of the persona a little bit. Naturally funny. Naturally, not that's so important too. Naturally funny doesn't really try, you know. Just is. I I think it's a good fit, man. Um, hopefully Hollywood doesn't fuck it up. You know who else could give me a little Bernie Mac vibe? But I feel like it's forced just a bit. Um, Country Wayne. He give me a Bernie Bernie vibe Country, slightly. Yeah, he would. He slightly. does. He does give me that Bernie vibe too. I see. Yeah, it would be a little for us. Yeah, Bernie got a certain kind of cool to him. Yeah, even in being, you know, he was, you know, the boisterous, loud, all that good shit. But he had a certain kind of vibe to him, man. Um, Bernie was one of my favorite comedians, man. Okay, one of my favorite comedians growing up. Um, you know, obviously, Kings of Comedy, I believe, was like one of the first times I got introduced to him. Him downstairs. Him, but classic, <laughs> uh, classic <laughs> shit. 
And downstairs, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker, look look me up and down like I'm short. Some you milk. know what that mean? Y'all know what that mean? Some milk and cookies. Get some milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. So yeah. So but then also I went back, man. Watched the Def Comedy Jams. Oh, well, yeah. I ain't scared of you niggas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, well, that? I will. What he said? I'm well endowed. Well, I'm hung low. hung low I pulled the motherfucker out The whole room get dark <laughs> <laughs> So uh, And then obviously You know what I mean at, 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 at Mount Zion Baptist Church We call that a sin and sin, sin, sin. You know So mm-hmm. Classic man So you know Obviously rest in peace To the legend man One of the goats One of the uh, True original kings of comedy um, Bernie Mac um, Hopefully they get this shit right man Hollywood is known for fucking up black biopics as far as uh, casting. That's a fact. And I think one of the nastiest ones I saw was um, the like, Nina the Nina Simone. Mm, I didn't catch that one. Yeah, they no. casted uh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, not a good fit. And everybody was like shooting for like India Ire at the time. Ah, that, that, I can see that. And smooth. you can see that, right? That's smooth. But and she had some acting, acting chops a little bit too. Right, right, that right, scab right, background. right. The scab background and everything, but just oh, I didn't see the movie. I saw previews and I saw like a couple of scenes from it, and just seeing Zoe Saldana in that space, like it, it was like they added like one of those fake noses to kind of make her nose fat. You know, Nina Simone yeah. had like the fat nose and everything, and it was, I, it was a nasty look. And I think after the movie, a couple years later, like Zoe, she kind of was like, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't have been in that role." Yeah, but. that's fair. I'm glad she would commit that though. Mm-hmm. Um, some roles just sound like once in a lifetime. It's hard to turn down. But of course, of but course. Looking back, you know the nastiest one for me. Well, which one was it? Uh, Flex, Flex Alexander, As Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Horrible, bro. Horrible. I think I, I got this theory, man, on biopics that the best biopics are done when the person is still alive. And they can kind of control what's going on. Temptation, when I think Temptations, Ike and Tina, um, you know, uh, and then even the new ones, New Edition. That Bobby um, Brown one Bobby was Brown, perfect, You know, when you got them there to coach you yeah. on This Is Me. You know, it's it's dope, man. The it's, fun, the funniest meme that I saw in that Bobby Brown one. Oh, I know she had. <laughs> but he was like, "Bobby, I don't think we supposed to have this coke on set." And he was like, "Nigga, you want to be me or not?" Right? Hell <laughs> yeah! Like, Hell yeah! Yeah, man. Man. And uh, yeah, shout out to yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like that man. The better biopics, man, to me, are done and made when the person's still alive. Okay. You know, now obviously you got to be a certain type of legend to have that, right? Right. Like, you don't just give that to anybody, but, you know, I think that those are the better ones. Just because they kind of coach on, they can tell the true story. Mm. Um, I think Ray was one of the ones that was done, po- you know, after a death that was dope. Right. Also, man, I recently watched, a, I, I hadn't seen it, but James Brown. Okay, with the uh, Chadwick. Chadwick, Chadwick yeah. I watched that about, about a couple months ago. I had never seen it before. Yeah. That yeah. shit kind of scared me, though. Did it? You you remember the scene, like... Um, he act like a nigga from Augusta. He kind of do. He acted just like a nigga but from he, Augusta. He, it was a scene. He was, like, in a room with uh, his wife. Mm-hmm. And he got into, like, a little... Oh, a little riff or whatever. He oh, walked off camera. Yeah. And you didn't see that shit coming, man. He just slapped the 
like slapped the fuck out of her. Yeah, she and had a little Santa outfit on. And then he just was looking like dead at you in the camera. I was like, bro, this shit is eerie, man. Yeah, man. It I was, like, yeah. I like the way they do. I think in, in film they call it the uh, the fourth wall, I believe. Fourth wall, yeah. Fourth wall mm-hmm. where they kind of, you know, talk you to interact. the audience. You interact yeah. with the kid, uh, with the audience, or whatever. Yeah, the um, uh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince when he was running around the set. Yeah, Fresh Prince, <laughs> but Fresh Prince is known for that though. Like, we'll always kind of look over at the camera, kind of at the camera. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's comedic, kind of genius a little bit. You remember the episode when Carlton was like, like running through the audience? Oh yeah, he was like, no, he thought Will was dead, right? I forgot was what that, it was he about. He was like, no, he was like running, he was like crawling, crawling. <laughs> yeah, I remember like that shit, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Um. You talked about, you know, Ray, the movie Ray, and, you know, of course we know that Jamie Foxx did a phenomenal job and everything, but I don't know if you've seen, like, some of the, like, some of the pictures of him getting prepared for the Mike Tyson movie and everything, and knowing Jamie, I know he's going to body this role, man. I even heard him say, he made a comment or something like, you know, I want to do this role so well that, if I walk into Mike Tyson's house, I want his kids to call me dad. And I was like, that's some crazy shit to say. Listen, man, there's few biopics that I've looked forward to mm-hmm. more than a Mike Tyson biopic. You remember the original one? Tyson? Yeah, with Michael yeah. J. White. Yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Which that was, you know, but... Jamie got a Jamie got a different and he he got the impersonation down pat. Yeah. And to me that's what makes Jamie dope, man, is his impersonations are so spot on. Yeah. That he can actually kind of become that I mean, honestly, when I think Ray Charles, a lot of times I see, Jamie, see Jamie Fox. Fox, right. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I I can't wait for it, man. I think he'll do a phenomenal job. I think um, we shit, we at the age now where we've known Jamie Foxx to be Ray Charles, I think longer than we've known Ray Charles to be Ray Charles. That's a fact. That's a it's fact. Scary, bro. Yeah. We old as fuck. Old as fuck, man. Like, you know, we definitely up there, dog. Yeah. Like, even you think about our parents, their biopic that they saw at this age was the Temptations. Temptations. And here we Jackson are. Jackson Five. And here we are with New Edition. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Bobby Brown. And, you know, so TLC. That was another dope one. You like that one? It was cool. I think that. I think Lil some, Mama did a good job. Lil Mama did an amazing mm. job as Left Eye, man. Um, I think that the one with that, they missed some details, obviously. Not details is in TLC's story, but just like the trucks. I don't remember that. The RAV4 shit. Yeah, the RAV4s yeah. and all that kind of shit, man. But <laughs> I still felt like they did a great job. You know, I think it was really well done. Um, that was, was it VH1? I know, I know all of it was under Viacom, but was that a VH1? That was the VH1, correct? VH1 or Lifetime. Was that Lifetime? I thought it was VH1. It was, VH1. It was, VH1. It was VH1. You know what I'm thinking about on Lifetime? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. And Zendaya. I didn't watch that one. Oh, I, I felt bad for Zendaya. I couldn't. I felt bad for Zendaya because Zendaya is a really good actress. Yeah, for one, but it's kind of like the same the same boat that uh Zoe Saldana was in. It's like you don't want to miss out on the opportunity to play Aaliyah, but you have to look at you know the direction they're taking you in. Yeah, and that script you got to read right, that script, man. Right, because and 
and maybe they're kind of coming under the guise of of creative control mm-hmm. and thinking they can do more than they really can. And sometimes they don't have the blessing of the family as well. That's and important. That's, yeah, because you don't get the real. But that Aaliyah story is so complicated. I don't think you can really tell it. Right. I honestly don't feel like you could tell it because you start getting into relationships with the Dame Dashes and the Jay Z. They had your boy on there too. Who's that? Your boy. Oh yeah, yeah, him in there yeah, looking creepy as usual. <laughs> they had um, a studio scene, and she started singing. I guess because the way they uh, took the movie it was like he wasn't paying her any attention until he heard her sing. So mm-hmm. it's like the moment he heard her voice, it was like he was in a trance, and I was like, "This shit is sloppy as yeah, fuck, man. Nasty, 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 <laughs> man." And she has so many different layers, man. Um, you know that it. <laughs> Cause it's again, I I feel like the only way you can do a Leah movie in a Leah biopic, right, is to really explore the relationships, mm-hmm. the relationship with, like I said, Dane with Jay, mm-hmm. with with X, mm-hmm. you know, and not romantically speaking with all of them, but just some work because they all have know, a story. But they all have a story about right. her, man. It's a different love, you know. Timberland talked about it during the uh, recent verses. You know how he was fucked up about it, and kind of Jay came over and put his arm around him mm-hmm. and said it's gonna be all right, and that really did a lot for him. But Timbo recently actually came out and said he was in love with Aaliyah, like in love with her. Wow! And just said that she was just too young, man. He knew he couldn't do it, but he said he was in love with her. So, you know, as creepy as that is, man, that speaks to the power she had as a woman, man. That mm-hmm. any room she walked in, she it's was commanded. Energy, it's that energy, it's the that energy. Was, that was dope. And we all know women like that that can walk into a room and just, and just take command, over. Yeah, and just command that energy. You're drawn to it. Yeah, exactly, man. So, women of age. Let's yeah. you know, let's clear all that. all women have <laughs> of age. Uh, every last one of them have been of age. Right. Um so yeah, man. So uh, looking forward to the to the Tyson biopic, man. Looking forward to the um also the Bernie biopic, hopefully as well written. Mm-hmm. Um you know, hopefully White Hollywood doesn't get a hold of it. Yeah. And they make it something that, you know, we can really fuck with, man. Yeah. Get it right, y'all. Please. Yeah, right, <laughs> man. Bernie's a legend, man. Right. So um, let's get some music. Okay. Get some music to start this off, man. I'll go ahead and pop it off. All right. Um, all right. So uh, I want to get into um actually, and I don't know if we talked. I remember we talked about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if people actually got a chance to give it a listen, man. But we spoke uh, actually with X Past about him having an album that he said was pretty much done and on the way. Yeah, and it dropped. Um, you got a chance to hear it? I listened to a, f- a couple of songs. Yeah, 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 man. So I really fuck with it, man. So for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my first. Oh, I'm sorry. The first uh, the the title of this play. This is going to just be another uh, one of those past ox playlists. I think kind of. Here and there, we're gonna throw these at y'all, man, just to give y'all some other something a little different, something to vibe to, you know, something maybe not with a, a theme, but just again, so y'all can hear um, the music we're fucking with, and where our heads at, and kind of get our taste. You know, obviously we both are, are two people who really fuck with music heavy. Um, we can give y'all song after song that you probably never heard before. It'll probably be a playlist actually uh, that we do of songs we know y'all never heard, right? Um, true sleepers, right? But um, you know, but we will give y'all these. Just get a little taste of of where our heads at, where we are. Cause I don't know about you, man, but for me, the music I'm currently listening to is a reflection of my mood. 
Your mood? But my mood. Not my mood, but my, my mental space, I think, is a better word. So you, are you in a good space right now? No, I'm in a great space. Okay. <laughs> I'm in a great space. You know what I mean? This song will show right. it. But yeah, I'm in a great space. But I'm saying that my dude, the music that I'm listening to definitely reflects mentally where I'm at. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and that's normally what, what music is for. Yeah, absolutely. It's a representation of that. For sure, yeah. man. So, yeah. So, without further ado, I'm hopping into some X, man. Uh, we're going to hop in X featuring West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher, man. Who boom, 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 boom. What? What? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I'm in the hood. 80K house, million dollar net. Shout out 200 rounds, niggas, no rent. Coke be the best, we talk no steps. Headshot, took off, so less. More jelly kicks, more jelly sweat. I'm on your door, purpose me trouble fresh. We shoot a lean low, he got a new body. Pray to Tesla X, you need a new body. 50k got my bitch a new body. You internet niggas, y'all pool nine. The ace space zipper, yay dealer. Pray five times a day, get on the wave, nigga. Baddest bitch you ever seen, do on my braids, nigga. The tech echo like it got delays, nigga. This shit ain't shit, get out the way, nigga. On Zaza. Come and spin at my shop, I turn your hood to a hot spot. Every game I feel like I'm Dane without a stopwatch shooting before the shot clock. Griselda got the top spot locked down like a pawn shop, nigga. I'm thinking, why not? I gave my life to the game, but what do I got? Father, these niggas, how? I don't even know my pops. This flip phone that I got don't connect to the Wi Fi. She didn't get his verse, but DMX featuring uh, the rest of the uh, Griselda game, man. Conway, Benny the Butcher. Um, West Side Gun. Who who um, who's your favorite member in uh Griselda? Benny. Benny. What's coming, nigga? Mine is boom 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 boom. Uh, no, <laughs> West Side. West Side. Side. <laughs> I, I just like it for the animation and yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> West Side funny. Yeah, Con- side not funny. I'm sorry. Benny, my guy, man. Benny. Yeah. Like Benny getting that shit and get to talking and shh. yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think it was Conway that came out and said that, like, he was like, yo, Benny the best rapper. Uh-huh. Easy. He was, was like, you know, I got, you know, we all got our different shit. Like, yeah. you know, I'm this, you know, West Side got the animated, you know, the charismatic shit. Yeah. You know, Benny the cool, chill nigga. I ain't gonna hold you. That freestyle Benny put out after he got shot. Right, oh right, right, God. right, right. I love that, too. Yeah. Like, I love that, you know. Um, I think I popped outside in front of Walmart, man. Walmart, man. Take them chains off. Hurry up. Pop, pop. Shh, let me get take all that. Yeah, take that shit off, nigga. Uh, but, uh, Thank you know, my boy, my boy Quentin, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quentin. Like, I forget. I think, I think, yeah, I put him on. I'm going to go ahead and say I put him on Goddamn Griselda. He was like, man, these niggas got bars, but they sound like evil villains in a, yeah. a superhero movie. <laughs> it yeah. was like West Side Gun. Like, what? Yeah. I was like, hey, man, them, them niggas go hard, though, dog. Yeah, yeah. They go hard. I th- honestly, I didn't know what the fuck Griselda was. You say you did? Real. I had no idea what the fuck. When I first heard it, mm-hmm. what the fuck is Griselda? Yeah. Like, it sounds some like, loving hip-hop shit to me, honestly. I thought it was like uh, an ode to uh, Griselda Blanca. It may be. I, I'm, I don't know for sure. It probably sure. is. I mean, like, it's a common name. I mean, 
They talk about a lot of drugs, so they do. <laughs> go they ahead. Do. <laughs> they do, they do. So what yeah. you got for me? What you got? Okay, man. Uh, you know we gonna we gonna keep it on track, man. I'm gonna go with an artist that I've been tapped into for about about four years, man. I got put on, and you know he he's a kind of an or, unorthodox rapper. You know he don't try to fit into any mold. He just do his thing, and he. He give you some gems in between bars and everything, so I'ma go with uh Larry June, tangible assets. Anything to bring in this case, seen it in my eyes. I was stressed, I ain't come to play. Now it's both 58 and 63s when it's time to skate. Time I hug with the white bitch. I'm in Mission Bay. I don't do security, hollow tips to hit your DNA. Bottle water, about to go jogging, then it's back to paper. Cool kid, I know what the mags got. If I make a hundred thousand, then I'm saving 98 Ocean Beach, right down my goals, and I like the J First class when I'm on the flight, need the extra space Bitch, you talk a little too much when you off the Jamie Rarely do you see me in the club, I'm a busy man Heart broke, crying about the bitch, nigga get your man Got a couple whips on drive, park the town for rent Everything I do is from the heart, you wouldn't understand So that was uh, Larry June, Tangible Asset. You know, I ain't never heard no Larry June. Man. I saw niggas posting by the man. Yeah, so I've been meaning to get yeah. into it a little bit. I got to download it. Larry nice, man. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's unorthodox. He got a couple of styles that he'll flip on you on, you know, on his tapes and everything. But for the most part, you talking about real shit, investing, real estate, uh, like Tangible Assets is the title right. of the song. Man, He just, I want to say about a couple of months ago, he opened up his... Uh, his own smoothie shop in San oh. Francisco. That's where he's from and everything. So okay. it's just moves that, like that that I kind of you know gravitate towards, man. That's dope. I yeah. wanted I wanted thought he was a Bay Area rapper. Yeah, yeah. He, he got that sound. He grew. He I think he uh he lived in like Atlanta from like okay. the age of five to twelve, but okay. he's originally like from San Francisco okay. and everything. But okay, you're cool nigga, man. Y'all tap in. Yeah, man. Shout to Larry Lair. Yeah, already. Um, so uh, let's get into um a little bit of uh, NBA playoffs, man. A little update on what's going on. This shit is crazy, man. Wow, this shit. I, niggas thought the bubble was crazy. <laughs> nigga, this shit right here, nigga. Post post bubble. <laughs> post bubble is ridiculous, dog. Like, yeah. Everybody hurt. Yeah. Brian told y'all niggas. You know how that how niggas was saying BC before Corona, AC after Corona. This is AB after the bubble. Nigga. After this post, shit. yeah, after the bubble is nuts, yeah, dog. Man. Like, nah, niggas being exposed, man. Uh, exposure, injuries. Yeah. Um, 
Redemption. Redemption, yeah. A lot of redemption. A lot of redemption. Um, so we down to the the, the, the final eight teams. Seven uh, at this point. Yeah, seven, yeah, because Phoenix has already moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, Suns and four. Suns and four. I love that fan, yo, dog. That nigga, yo, yo, whoever that fan is. He's bro, the ultimate fan. I got to find, bro, because when we get T-shirts, that nigga getting a T-shirt, bro. But, hey, Book put it out. He was like, hey, bro, y'all find buddy for me. Oh, real shit. I got something for him. The heart, yo. I knew niggas gave it up like that in Phoenix, but yeah. God damn. Nigga was like, yo, yo, I'ma fuck I'm your homeboy up. I'ma fuck your homeboy up. I'ma fuck your homeboy up. First, I'ma fuck you up. I'ma fuck your homeboy up. Sons and foe. I was I'm like, glad, I'm glad he beat his ass too, because I ain't like the way Buddy tried to sneak him. But the thing is, like, we need more fans like that to kind of control the bullshit that goes on the in bitch these ass arenas. Fans. Yeah, you feel me? We need more fans like Jokic brothers. I saw that, man. Yeah. I'm scared of those Serbians, dog. Nigga, Those know, are some I'm praying for book. I'm praying for book. I heard a uh thing is a think it's a coincidence that that happens and all of a sudden CP out now. I didn't think about that, man. Yeah, man. That's some that's some scary shit. Come on, I'm fucking on Serbians. Now. That's some scary shit, man. I remember the Serbians on power. The boys didn't play yeah. on Who was that? Uh, who was Milan? It? Milan. I was about to say Crystal Ball. Nah, Milan, Milan. Milan. They was eating people. Yeah. The scariest thing that I saw about Jokic's uh, brothers, he gave a story. He was like, when I was little, they held me down and was throwing knives at my head because I didn't want to climb a tree at a picnic. I was like, yo, if they did that shit to to their own brother. Your stupid ass up in the tree, boy. Book. Abort. (laughs) Abort. I know you're from Mississippi. Abort. Quick. I know you're from Mississippi. Nah, man. Chill out. This ain't that. That ain't this. That's a different... uh, Type of angry right there, man. This is not a game. Even if it was a game, them niggas ain't playing. (laughs) So, um, that play though, did you, you know, do you think it was dirty? Nah, it was basketball. Just basketball play. Yeah, yeah, basketball. I think that you know, just honestly, keeping it a buck. If you go back and look at it, man, cam campaign flopped. Yeah, it was really a flop. He He sold it. He didn't hit his face. He had to sell it. He had to. It's you know, it's nature of the game. You know, and while we on basketball, how do you feel about flopping in general? I I mean, I think we all kind of have the same thoughts, but some people look at it in a different way. So, where you at with it? It's an art. I don't approve of it, but it's part of the game. It's it's a part of the game. That's the evolution of the game. Everyone does it to an extent. Like when you're driving. Like, say if I'm on offense and I'm driving, I kind of... head back. Yeah, the little head back. Like, ah, ah. Oh, they got me. Yeah. You know, Paul yeah. George, he, you know, he's good for doing that shit. Yeah, but, PG's good for it. But, um, I think that's the negative effect of the European game coming over. That's one of the bad bad yeah. things. That's, that's a, so they that's brought a, that over? Oh, that's a Divock special. Vladi, Flop? Vladi Dottie? Oh, Flop. Ah. Vladi, you got there <laughs> throw that chest out and hit that deck. Vladi Dottie? Yeah, Vladi Dottie. We that's a bonus. That's a, a bonus. <laughs> that's a Sabonis Vladi special, man. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, man. But I, I mean, I'm still tuned in to the playoffs just for the fact that we could possibly end up with a team that we're not accustomed to seeing in the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have Utah in there with a young Donovan Mitchell. You might have Phoenix with a young D Book. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of putting those two on that, you know, on that center stage. With all the bright lights on them to kind of elevate, yeah, to elevate to that, you know that that portion of their career, taking it to the next level, man. So that's an exciting factor. But one of the downfalls to me is just seeing players that we've kind of stamped 
yeah. uh, like a Giannis. Right. We see him in the playoffs, and he's having the same struggles right. consistently throughout the playoffs. Like he consistency's hasn't, been an issue for him, for right? Sure. Just developing little things like a hook, a hook jumper, a post game, or mid range. Like we still see him doing the same thing. It's almost like we're playing 2K. You know that same move you try to do in 2K to get to the cup. <laughs> It don't work. It's like watching Giannis do that every time he comes up the court. Like it's not there's working. A, there's a clip, man, of Giannis, and he kind of does like a little, like a little between the legs, behind the back, and don't work. He got to back up a little. He got to back up and try and he to like, again. do some other shit and do it. And it's like, nigga, it's not it's working. Not. <laughs> it's funny, man. You know, it's you, I think it's it to an extent. It's scary, but you know, because you look at Giannis, man. And Giannis is, in my opinion, one of the best non-basketball players I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Because to me, he's like, you know Giannis who's like? Who's that? That, that football nigga playing basketball. Oh. Who's just, just so much more athletic than everybody yeah. else that he gives you 20 a night, but he is not a fucking basketball player. He's not basketball a basketball player. player. It's just off of hustle and effort. Hustle, and I can dribble just enough to get to the basket. And I got bounce And I this can world. dunk on every nigga alive. I may hit a jumper here and there, but I'm going to yeah. get to the cup. And that's what I'm going to do every play. My head's down. I'm going to catch some alleys. You know, mm. I'm going to lock up on defense a little bit. You know, that's what he reminds me of, man. He's a football nigga playing basketball. Because some, of them, some of those football players just come on the court sloppy as fuck, though. Man. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, Just yeah. reckless abandon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Setting the hardest screens in the world. <laughs> Yo, I ain't going to hold you. We had B on the pod uh, last week, man. Yeah. I never forget. Uh, at Southern, intramurals, you know, they kept stats, right? Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't keep all the stats. They'd do, like, points and rebounds, that kind of shit. They wouldn't do the hard shit. They didn't right. assist, right? Yo, no flex. <laughs> this nigga B had is I think it was a five game season. Uh-huh. Yo B had like sixty rebounds and zero points. And I say yo, this is the wildest stat line <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen in my life. That sounds like, about right. This nigga ain't scored not nail bucket, but got every rebound available. Yeah, like yo, this is a wild ass shit. At that man. point, he lost a little bounce by the time he got to Southern. So yeah, it's not yeah, like he was yeah, catching yeah. the shit off the rim. He yeah. was just grabbing. Yeah. He he was so wide and you know just. Put itself in a way yeah, to get the rebound. Fucking, fucking <laughs> moving them fucking hips. Just bumping niggas with them hips. He and just shit. put itself in a way to get the rebound, right? Yeah, man, for sure. So um so right now, uh, we down to the last seven teams. We'll revisit this, so no pressure, man. But right now your NBA champion is who? Um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Utah. Utah. Yeah, yeah. Utah? Yeah. It's a good pick. I'm gonna go with Utah. At this point, um, I have no faith in the Bucks. The Nets are a little bit too much. You know, they're banged up right now, man. Yeah. And I don't think they can stay healthy. Um, Hawks, come on, bro. Uh, the Hawks look good <laughs> now, but. Don't do that. The Hawks, no, that. the Hawks definitely look good right now. Don't do that. I can, they're definitely going to put 70, you know, the 76ers out, but. Yeah. I, they're injured too. You know, they got, uh, what's his name out? The young boy, Hunter. DeAndre Hunter's out. Yeah, he's been out, though. He, he played in the first first round. But you're going to need that. Act. You know, you're going to need everything you need once you get to the finals. Utah, they look the healthiest right now, man. Mike Conley, he's probably going to be on his way back. Um, I um, Paul George, he's an enigma. You don't know if the performance he gave us last night, you don't know if. 
So Utah is your That's my pick, Utah. Okay. That's my pick. I'm gonna go Phoenix. Phoenix? Think of CP's year. If CP plays. If he he'll play. He'll play. I don't get that, man. Like you're the uh, president of the players association. You right. you don't have any type of flex to come. No, nah, nigga, I'm playing. I think that <laughs> I don't think it's as big as they made it seem, and that's why he's not pulling. He's not showing that muscle. Okay, he's gonna play because you know they do that. It could be a multitude of things. It could be you came into contact with somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot. They don't seem too concerned because they're talking about he has to have two negative tests, and I'm like, damn. Do you think he's cursed by like the basketball guys? I, I it's possible. Nick Young had a tweet. And he was like, "Yo, like, bro, I don't know how you living, but you doing something wrong." Cause <laughs> he's like, "My nigga, this shit is crazy." Like, this will be the third time that he had a legitimate shot at yeah. the NBA championship and didn't make it due to something that happened to him. Right. You know, I, I've always talked about how people say the Warriors were a super team, and I say they're not. Because of all the times they really should have lost, they should have due yeah. to luck. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, you know, in Houston being the main one. Yeah, you know you're done. It's three two. You're over. And, and he's out. Damn, what was it? Hamstring. Yep, Shit. hamstring. He sat out, and it was a, it was a wrap. And I felt bad for him seeing him on the sideline, yeah, and he was just hitting the face. chair like fuck. Yeah, he see, like, you see it in his face, damn. man, because he was what well, he does. Literally, is the the prime example of what you call a point guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like the way he he sets that tempo, keeps that offense flowing, calms the team down, leads the team. You know, gets those timely buckets when you need them. You yeah. know, when nobody can score, I got it. You know, to me that's what separates him. Because I think about guys, and it's kind of a different convo, but I think about a a, a guy that's a pure point guard like a John Stockton. Okay, yeah. He won't give you the buckets that CP will give you. CP mm-hmm. will give you forty. Yeah. But then the flip side, when I think of the guys who were scorers, who who gave you buckets, the Isaiahs, you know, the Isaiah Thomas uh, elk, they wasn't the assistant. They weren't yeah, yeah. they they giving you, they, they wouldn't like give that. you, yo, as a nigga who played point guard, 15 assists and no turnovers is nuts. In that's, a playoff game, it's even crazier. Bro. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's wild. Like, that's a really crazy stat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, Six touchdown passes and no interceptions, like that's that. That's nuts. He's like, a different animal. You were you were in the zone. It's just scary knowing that this is like okay. I, I'll consider COVID an injury, but this is his second injury in the same playoffs, bro. Like first right. it was a show, and I was like, damn, here we go again, mm-hmm. and now it's COVID. So I'm like, dog, like it's never going to happen for you at this point, man. But. Yeah. I feel bad, like if Chris Ty- uh, Chris Paul retired with no rings, man, because he definitely deserves it. Definitely, deserves he's it. done everything right in his career. Everything he's played the do. game the right way, so he deserves it. Maybe he's still getting bad um, juju from um, from when he hit that nigga in the nuts in college. Which one? He he did that shit so many times. That's the problem, man. He was a fucking nutcracker in college. Now look, he at he him. uh he caught Ty Law. No, it wasn't Ty Law. It was Raymond Felton. Was that Ray? In the ACC championship game. Caught Rain and nuts with a, with a little. Yeah. Hmm. And Julius Hodge. <laughs> Do that noise again. Caught him. <laughs> <laughs> little pluck. I'm Julius. childish. That shit got me tickled. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was hearing shit. I nah, but. <laughs> it was you. I be teaching JoJo how to do all them little clicks and clacks and shit. Uh, 
Damn. Yeah. That's where that she came from. You really are African. <laughs> no. <man. laughs> what, what dialect was that? What are you speaking, nigga? What was that? What was that? Oh, it's just a... <laughs> what, what, what village is that from? <laughs> <laughs> what fucking village is that? Oh, so, man. um, also part of the NBA, man, is ben always... <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's Ben Simmons. That nigga Ben Simmons. What tribe is that nigga from? Oh, man. The Brick Tribe, dog. Brick House. That, that's where he's from. Man, listen here. Just put that nigga Brick. power forward and save his Brick career, House, please. Man. Please put Ben Simmons in power forward. That's where he's forward. from. Uh, fucking coaching, man. And speaking of coaching, um, a lot of coaches stepping down. So Rick Carlisle out the way. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Brooks is out the way. He's going to. He's going out and watch at DC. Van Gundy. Van Gundy's out the way. Uh, uh, Blazers coach. Blazers coach is out the way. Um, uh, Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts. Out the mm-hmm. way. Uh, Indiana Pacers coach is out. Yo, I knew that was going to happen. That yeah. Indy, Indy decision. Yeah. Their backup center, uh, Bits, Bits, uh, what's his name? Bitsdale or something like mm-hmm. that. That foreigner. He took a shot earlier this season. It was a three, and the yeah. coach was like, don't take that shot. Don't take it. He took it anyway, mm-hmm. knocked that bitch down, looked at the bench, and was like, man, fuck you. He was saying that shit to the coach like, oh, fuck crazy. you. Fuck you. So when they called a timeout, like, they were going that. I was like, oh, no, nah, this coach I remember that. I remember that. I was like, this that. coach ain't going to be here next year. I remember year, that. Dog. I remember that. There's another coach, too, who uh, early got out the way. Um, I mind this one, but, man, there was one more. Oh, uh, oh, um, Celtics. Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. Well, got I guess promoted. He he got promoted for doing a bad job, right? So Celtics, the Celtics, it's white are, privilege boy, yeah, at, at his finest, <laughs> at his finest. If Brad Stevens, I, I I forgot who posted that man. They're like, I've never seen a coach never win a championship on any level consistently get promoted, right? Never won a Butler. Never won. Did not win in Boston. Mm-mm. And now here he is, fucking president of president basketball. Basketball operations. Right. He looks the part. He that's, does. That's all it is. He's a young guy, too. 44, he'll be there for a while. Yeah. He can do a better job than Danny Ainge, because Danny Ainge fumbled a bag. He's the definition of fumbling right. a bag. Right. Yeah. All them picks you robbed Brooklyn of, and you right. got shit from it. Right. Nothing. You got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. And you could have racked the fuck up. I mean, he had a lot of guys come through. Yeah, Mar- Marcus Smart in that package, too. Marcus Smart, yeah. he's a formidable but you, player. He's not what you could have got. Yeah. PG, you could have got some guys. Yeah. You could have got some guy. AD. Yeah, you could have got him. Could have got some guys, man. So. What you um? What you think about Doc Rivers? You think uh, if he fumbles this bag, he's out the door? You know, one side of me wants to say yes, but the other side of me looks at all these white coaches who keep on getting these jobs, and I hope he gets a whole other job. He fucks it up there, too. You, you hope that happens? I'm now Team Doc. Yeah. Fuck it. I think he's an awful coach, but keep hiring him. Fuck it. You do keep, it for yeah, everybody else. You do it for everyone else. So, um, but, you know, the Laker in me hates Doc with a passion because of the Celtics, and I can't not. And I feel also, that. you know, the relationship I have with, you know, with Mac, you know, and what Doc did in Orlando. Mm-hmm. You know, because it started well before that. The three one, he was up three one on on Detroit. the Pistons, yeah. 
You went on Detroit, fumbled that bag. Tracy was going crazy in that yes, series, yep. too. Tracy also ran his mouth and said it feels good to be in the second round. And <laughs> lost three straight. Got to finish. Got to see it through, my boy. Got to see it oh, through. That was a first-round exit? First round. Mac never made out of first round. Damn, Doc. Tracy never made out of first round. Damn. That was actually, you know what was crazy about it, too? That was the first year they took the first round to seven-game series. Yeah, because it used to be five games. I remember. So the year yeah. before, so had it been a year prior, they made it. It would have been good. I remember that conversation. Yep, right. three one. Yep, needed one more win, couldn't get it. Three straight out of though. Yikes. Yeah, man. Maybe so, they thought it was still five game series. Right, Maybe right. that's what he meant. Yeah, it was like, oh shit, we gotta play again. <laughs> Maybe that's what he, he was like. Meant. Oh shit, we gotta play again. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so, um, what the fuck are these nut niggas doing? <laughs> Why are you arguing about a foul? You know they went shit. to college together. Yeah, right? PJ and yeah, and yeah. KD. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I fuck with both of them, man. I like PJ. Yeah, like KD, man. But but yeah, so you know, um, I I, I told you off mic, man. I'm not a fan of the coaching carousel. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I just don't understand the concept of this coach got fired, so we want him. You we know, want our system to run yeah, the same way like, that he can ran Can you do his. what you did over there here? Lose? Of course. Yeah, gotcha. No problem. <laughs> you know, I, I admire what a guy like a Jason Kidd's doing. Just sitting back and waiting. Sitting back and waiting for the right opportunity. Waiting. You know, I think that Jason Kidd in Dallas coaching Luka can be special. Oh, God. I just thought about that. Oh, my God. To me, that would be very, oh very God. special. Very special. You think he? Uh, it's a connection there with him and Carlisle. Yeah, that's first. There's thing, a connection, yeah. right? So he played for him. He got his first ring. Yeah, got his first ring there. So I'll ask you this because remember that the job is vacant for uh, Portland, mm-hmm. and we know that Dame Lillard was kind of the front runner. Well, not the front runner, but the main voice as far as getting Jason Kidd over to Portland. Mm-hmm. And Jason Kidd was like, uh, nah, nah. I'm a chill. Yeah. Do you think he knew that Carlisle was stepping down? You think Carlisle was like, hey, man, I think I'm going to wrap it up. You I'm might sure. want to consider. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure of it. You know, people talk around the league. Behind, oh, for sure. It's for, yeah, doors. that's not, you know, none, none of these decisions are rash. Everything's know, none, calculated, right? Everything. People know. People talk. People know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, these, these things aren't, you know, again, these things aren't anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it that Rick made a phone call and said, Hey, I'm out. Or Mark Cuban made a phone call and said, Hey, just talk to Rick. Rick's probably out. We're looking for a succession plan. Right. What do you, you think? Know? Yeah. Um, you know, because what's more important about, you know, finding the right coach is a coach picking the right job. Right. You know, I know people were talking about Quinn Snyder, and they were saying that uh, he was up for that Duke job. He didn't take it. Hmm. They're saying now if Utah loses, it's like, bitch, as you said, that yeah, fucking Duke job. Because right. if Utah, Utah is one of those teams that if they do lose this series to L.A., I can see Quinn Snyder being on the way out, and they be almost in a uh, a Mark Jackson type move of you got us as far as you can take us. We need a new voice. We need someone else. We need a new voice. Like, it's a great team. Mm-hmm. We just need one. Let's get a coach that can really kind of get these Tweak guys. it. Tweak it and get them going. Um, you know, I honestly, I like, you know, I, I've heard whispers about Teresa Weatherspoon. 
Oh yeah. You know, being hired on. Or she's working out at the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, forgive me, my ignorance, man. Uh, what's uh, what's um, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. Right. Um, her wishes about her getting a job. For the Spurs. Um, from the Spurs, not for yeah, but one from the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Also, her Don Staley, uh, his name being floated out there. Oh, I love NBA Don. Job. Yeah, love Don. Um, what do you think about that? What do you think? I know they had they've had women coaches with the big three. Ice Cube's league. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about women coaches in the NBA? You think it's something that could work? I think it's time. Yeah. I think Becky has paid her dues long enough. Um, we see her in the summer league a lot with the Spurs, and she works well with a lot of the younger guys. Okay. And a lot of those guys are still currently on that roster, so the transition there for her, it wouldn't be hard. Do you think, and that's not sound misog- misogynistic, but – you think that a woman can command the NBA locker room? These are grown men. Grown yeah, men. I get that. I get think, that. Do you think the first time she has to chew, you know, kind of dig off in one of these guys' ass, I mean, do you, do you think it's received well? Do you think they accept it? Because um, that's tough. Um, Here's the thing. Um, What's that old saying? Get out and lay down? I yeah. Mean, at, at the end of the day, it's a job, right? Right. And... You know, you have a boss, right? Becky would be considered the boss per se. Okay. Per se, right? At least on the court, she is, right? So her voice has to be heard. Like, it has to be some sort of respect there because, like, shit, if you don't want to listen, then you're going to be at the end of the bench. Mm. Uh, Never mind. It's a player's league. It's a player's league. I'll take that back. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be at the end of the bench today, but yeah. I wish you would. Today I, I might wish be. you would. Today I might. It's a players' league. It's a players' league. Um, as much as I want to see it happen, it could work, but she would just have to have the support of everyone in that organization. As yeah, for it to work. As much as I would love to see that, I think it'd be such a dope story. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening, just because, like you said, you need everyone's support, but you would also need. Just the right group of players mm-hmm. to support. I think it could work as a um, maybe a secession plan. I think Pop sells down, Becky takes over type thing. But you want to know what's nasty in that scenario? Mm-hmm. I think this is about two seasons ago, right? Yeah. And Pop got ejected. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he did. Some bullshit. Old man shit. Something like that. But Pop do it on purpose all the time. Right. But Becky's almost like, you know, like right, right woman, man, yeah. right hand woman or something like that. Right. Yeah. So everyone's expecting her to mm-hmm. kind of be in that seat after he gets ejected. Yeah. It was Tim Duncan. Well, I remember that in the conference. Like they said that he because, you know, the head coach does it. Right. And Becky's taken over before for pop. Uh-huh. And I think that but they said pop, you know, like you'll tell him you are like he did it on purpose. Okay. It wasn't a shot at Becky. It was okay. a, more so, a, okay, Tim, your turn. You know what I mean? That type thing. Because, you know, Becky's still there. So just rotation almost. Well, yeah, rotation and just, you know, pop, man. It's one of the things people love about pop. Pop would test you. And I think, you know, in this situ- in that situation, yeah, he was like, yo, Tim, you're up. She was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, oh, and shit. Nah, Becky, and Becky, like, no, niggas, Tim. So you know, may- to, to the point that maybe pop even told Becky. You know, like, yeah, watch this. 
Cause you know Pop's very cocky. Pop, Pop's gotten thrown out before just to get yeah. thrown out. Pop's an asshole. Yeah, I was like, that's why I was like some old wild man, yeah, like Pop, some Pop's old shit. Like, Pop, like, fuck you, throw me out. <laughs> fuck you, toss me. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you until you tell you know Pop. Yeah. So I maybe, love Pop, man. Maybe in Pop. his eyes, Becky's proven shit, and I think this was like Tim's first year yeah. being on staff. So you he remember? Like, you remember Tim didn't come back? Yeah. All right, you want to be a coach? Let's Boom, see. bingo. Yeah, let's see. Bingo. Let's see what you want. Let's see what you can do. Okay. Yeah. All right then. You cleaned it up because that was a nasty look. You I thought was it was like, a damn. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, foul. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, foul. Yeah. So Tim, he's not coaching anymore. One and done. One year got out of there. Tim retired and grew locks and everything. Yo, Tim got rid of that white that girl. White and got girl. a hairline. You seen that? Right. Because Tim hairline was fucked up for years. Yeah. What would you um? What would you call his hairline? Like fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> I would call it uh the LARP line. The LARP? You know what LARP is? No, sir. That live action role play when you dress up in the costumes and go to the park and oh, like that's nuts. You know the black dudes at oh, all. That's, nice. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. He had that LARP line. That's crazy, man. Tim Duncan had a hairline like he let his daughter draw it. <laughs> like it was like a little Father's Day gift or some shit. <laughs> Look what I got for you, Daddy and you. Oh, Tim man. really went and saw a real fucking barber. Yeah. Steph did the same thing. Yeah, Steph got Steph hair was fucked up. So he finally went and saw a real barber too. Steph got clean. Yeah, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's a. Huh, so yeah, man. Um, let's see where we at now. We got we got we got time for another topic, man. Okay. Um, we talked about pandemic P. So I, I I wanted to get into um the aftermath of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And when I say aftermath, um I felt I said it when it when it first became kind of a common thing of being locked in the house. Right. Um and the effect that could have on people. Mm-hmm. You know, in prison and I don't wanna, you know, obviously compare the two, but in prison you get kind of thrown in solitary it, it, it does something to your mental, right? Right. Being alone for too long can do something to your mental. <laughs> you know, um, being locked in a in a house, can't really go nowhere. Everything's closed. Can't get you left to your own devices, and, yeah. and, and you got to kind of do what you can do. You know, we all kind of worked through the pandemic as best as we could. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, and still, um, you know, it, to the I think. In different ways, whether negatively or positively, um, you know, the quarantine took a little bit of a toll on us. Right. You know, some of us kind of, you know, we were trying to got into a creative space and and do a lot of different things, and businesses were burned, and PPP loans were stolen, right. and then also, um, <laughs> you know, we got in the sense where some people were really fucked up. You know, nobody to talk to, nobody to be around. Um, one of the things that folk that I didn't like, which I understood, but just didn't fuck with it, was you know people having COVID and being in hospital rooms and they're alone, mm-hmm. and it's just you know die, that dying alone thing always you know for me that's one of my biggest fears is I don't want to die alone, you know I want to die surrounded by my loved ones, and it's, you know I mean? especially with COVID floating, you yeah. know you, the treatment is different. No one yeah, wants to come to the room unless they have to. They can't let you in. They're suited up differently. Like, you know, damn. Yeah, man, you know, shit, well, you know, with, with this coming on, you know, shot to Pops. You know, Pops, you know, recently not dealt with COVID, but, you know, Pops, you know, had a procedure done, man. And, um, you know, he's, he's doing a lot better. But point being, 
is, you know, after the procedure, he was in, he was in the hospital for, for about a week, man, and, and visiting him, you know, one, one at a time, but that's a, an effect of COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that fucked with me the most about it was just me thinking about, you know, you just had this big procedure done and you just in this room by yourself. Yeah. You know, it fucked with me. So I was constantly like, yo, somebody there? Like, who's there? And if it, you can't go, I'm going. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, because just that being alone, a lot of times, man, I was kind of sitting, I just I sat in there and just kind of was there. Yeah. You know, we were, we were chilling, you know, watching Prices Right or some shit. You know what I mean? But just because I, I, and I can tell when, you know, visiting hours are over with, you know, I, I can kind of tell just in this conversation, like, he didn't want, you know, like, us to leave. Because, of course, we finessed the system and got more than one person in the room at a time. But yeah. still, you know, the point being is that I can tell he don't want people to leave. So it kind of bothered me. Um, but, you know, that has an effect. That can affect you a certain way. So when I think about, you know, there's been planes that have attempted to be hijacked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've also had shootings, you know, mass shootings, three mass shootings, one in Austin, Texas, um, one in Savannah. Um, yeah. You know, um, and I, I forgive me, I can't remember the third city, man. Chicago. But, uh, Chicago. Right. Um, you know, three mass shootings happened in the span of a few hours. Um, you get fans going crazy, doing all kind of wild shit to players because um, now they're finally out and get to kind of, you know. So I think this is the effect of the pandemic. This it's, is the, it's the PTSD. social. Yeah, the social effect of it. It's PTSD. Mm-hmm. It's no other way to put it, man. Yeah. Um, you sprinkle in a little cabin fever along with that. But I have a, you know, I can kind of give you an example. My grandmother, she called me one day. My grandmother, she's in a retirement home up in Atlanta. She called me, like, cursing me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, well, fuck, like, fuck you. Y'all motherfuckers will come up here and see me and shit because she can't go anywhere. Right, right, You right. know, they're under restrictions, so she barely gets out. You know, she can't see her friends that she normally yep. sees. You know, everyone's kind of on edge, you know, especially dealing with old age nobody mm-hmm. wants to take that chance mm-hmm. so i remember uh the last time i was up there i went to visit her and it was just i don't know man it just it felt like a prison almost you know mm-hmm. you got to go through the extra protocols to get in you know they're checking you making sure you're not bringing anything from the outside to harm anyone not saying like weapons or anything like that but just you know temperature checks yeah, you know yeah, so yeah. on and so forth but she called me like and it was funny at the time, but I had to kind of register, like, you know, she really doesn't get to see anyone anymore. So Right, right. And I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I kind of take that to heart. But for the most part, man, like, people are really going through it. And they're not seeking any type of help for it. It's just... Because it's, it, it's, it hasn't become, for lack of a better term, diagnosed just yet. Right. You know? Like, it, it, right now, it's just, like, no one really realizes it's an issue yet. You, you know? want to know why? Because we're all going through it. And it's, it's so some, hard to, exactly. Yeah, it's like, how, you know, how do you deal with it? You know, I know for me, you know, I look at um, pre-pandemic going to the gym mm-hmm. was a staple. It's what I did. And, you know, I still go, still work out, but I, I've noticed it's different. Right. You know, that that motivation isn't always there to go get it done. 
you know what I mean? I'm really dragging, like, yo, you got to do it. Like, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a mental space I have to tap into every single workout. Yeah, it's that not a passion anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that time at home made it that way. Right. You know, that time at home made it to the point where it's like, mm, fuck it. You know, and that's a mental toll, something that a mental hurdle I got to get over. Um, you know, and I think that, again, it's just so many little things that that – were affected um, by the pandemic that as a, a broad thing now affects our way of life, man. Right. Just how you deal with people, how you talk to people. You know, so many Zoom meetings and all this shit where you don't see people up close that interactions with a real human being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just awkward now. So The pandemic kind of set us up and prepared us for like the next phase of the world almost. Mm. So I sometimes, you know, like the way my mind works, it's like maybe all of this was just for a case study in a sense. I can see that. You know, gluing, you know, confining us into our homes, gluing us to the TVs and things like that. Like you said, the Zoom meetings to where it's like we don't even have to leave for work now. It's like everything is, you know, in the home. Yeah. Um. This new little workout thing they promote now, man, when it's like, it's it's almost like a mirror. On the wall. On the wall, and like the, the personal yeah, trainer pops up on yeah. it. That's some scary shit to yeah, me, man. It's, it really is. You know, I think autonomy is becoming a thing, man. I, I was um, talking to actually somebody at work, man. He Somebody getting a CDL. And the way my mind works, you know, and this, you know, because something I got from my dad is I was looking at what's next. And um, as she was talking to one of our, uh, as she, uh, Meech, me and me talking about this, because uh, Meech has been driving for a few years. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, I said, man, you know, people hear about the widening of the ports and all this shit and celebrate because there's so much money coming in. And I, I say, be careful what you wish for because that money coming in means that that money's being spent. Mm-hmm. And I can see a world where there's no more truck drivers. Right. Because these trucks are driving themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about, you know, fueling stations, the truck can go fuel up at fueling station. You know, maybe you have maybe an attendant there to fill up the truck and that's it. And truck keep it pushing. Right. You know, but, you know, even with. Um, you got to look at the man hours, too. How and long that's what I was about like, to say. Yeah. You, you know, I, I believe it's eight hours. You could drive a day, mm-hmm. you know, for shit, bitch can go 24, 48, 30, you know, 72 hours straight. Yeah, you know now instead of stopping here, you shit, you order some shit, you know you can get from here to there in a day. Everything's next, next day, day shipping. Mm-hmm. Everything's next day shipping. You know, so I, I do believe, like you said, the you know autonomy is becoming the wave. I mean, shit, self checkouts at Parker's, self you know in gas stations, Walmart, all Walmart that. always had self checkouts in Publix, self checkouts. You know, I always talk about how I remember my mom when we were at Kroger one day and uh, the cashier said self-checkout. I was like, oh, no, I don't work here. (laughs) (laughs) And it was an ill line from my mama, man, but it was real. But, you know, I can see a world where that will, everything that become, that can become automated becomes that way. And now you got, even you think about, um, how efficient Amazon's become with delivering your packages. Right. I can order something today. I know in Seattle, you can order something and get it the exact same day within a few hours if they got it mm-hmm. and stop. You know, literally same day shipping, you know, food being delivered, 
meals yeah. being delivered. Like it's so so I can you know so you what you said about you know it being a case study. I don't know if it was intended to be that, but it just worked out that way. But I do believe it became that way. Mm-hmm. The government working crazy ways, man. Yeah, it's a, a commercial, another commercial, right? They yeah. show it during the playoffs all the time. It's a Domino's commercial. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I know, you know you're what talking I'm about. talking about the little neuro car, yeah, the little shit driving around, dropping pieces the robotic, off, robotic car. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's a cool commercial. That shit is scary, bro, because. It seems like that's about to be the wave. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we move? How do we move? What's our next move? I don't know, man. Got to move careful. (laughs) Develop different skills, I guess. It's it's important to pay attention, man. I remember I was watching, um, what was it, Saturday. I was doing some errands for my parents, man. I've been doing a lot, a lot for them just since the surgery. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I was at at my mom's house, and I just got back, and uh, she was like, you know, still kind of early, about 10 o'clock. But she was like, um, you want some breakfast? So she made breakfast. And I watched, it's a movie on, and maybe you can you can tell me the name of it. Man. I can't remember the name of this movie. Uh, Morgan Freeman was the president, though. And there are asteroids coming toward Earth. Was um, it Gerard Butler in it, too? I believe so. Is Not it a newer sure. movie? I know it's old. It's like a ninety kind of nineties. It's a nineties movie, man. Asteroids kind of coming toward Earth, and basically, you know, he had been denying it, like "Yo, we'll be fine," blah blah blah. And then they showed his press conference, where essentially he says that they've been building tunnels underground in the middle of America, and um, they the computers had randomly selected eight hundred thousand Americans. To go into the tunnels And the rest of y'all are fucked And 200,000 doctors and uh, Scientists were going down in the tunnels mm-hmm. And they've been rounding up Animals and all that shit Essentially becoming Noah's Ark right? Everybody else Godspeed mm. And I was thinking about that Man and thinking about just While it's a joke Not a joke it's a movie But Deep impact Deep impact that's okay. it deep impact it's a movie, but there can be some truth in that. So I asked what's next because there's so many different things that are hidden from us. I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. I'm not, man, but I, I do pay attention to a lot of shit, man. You know, I, and I think that our government does stumble across it. People don't trust the government. You know, the vaccine conversation, we've had it. Yeah. You know, they say, well, I don't trust the government. You know, by like, do you realize that you trust the government more than you know? More than you think, right? Like you trust the government for literally your entire way of life, mm-hmm. unless you're a fucking um, what's the name of the people, man? People who live out in the hills. You know what I'm talking about? The it's a um, it's a religion, man. Not the Quakers, but it's like um, they they live out in the hills, man. They just kind of live off the land. You know, if you're not that, if you ain't doing that, if you ain't living off the land, you trust the government. You got yeah. electricity, you trust it. Wi-Fi, you trust it. You That's why them. I said we need to tap into different skills, man. Yeah, man, you got like to. Learning how to survive with all of the, you know, without living, all of the technology. Living off the land, uh-huh. dog. It's just, you know, my mom has recently started a garden, man. She got, like, peppers and collard greens and spinach and squash and mm-hmm. all this shit, tomatoes and all these different vegetables. And, and it's dope and it's important. It's yeah. an important skill to have, to know, because what happens when this is all you got? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to live off of this. 
one of my partners, he started his own little produce company, Craig. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man. Shout out to Craig and CJ's for Produce, sure. man. That for was sure. a dope. That was that was some dope shit he did, man. Got his own lot mm-hmm. in the city and everything, yep. doing for the community. So that was pretty cool, man. But it's just instances like that that we really had to start tapping into. For sure. You want to know what else scares the fuck out of me, man? What's up? Air fryers. Where? I don't trust those shits, man. Why not? Because it's the government, dog. <laughs> I think that's good shit. Like, I mean, it's, it's something about air fryers. It's... They don't bother me more than microwaves do. Microwaves bother me way more than the air fryer does. Air fryer. And air fryer is just a convection oven. That's all it is. It's a convection oven. That shit scares me, bro. My my chicken tenders shouldn't come out that crisp, dog. I feel like that. Again, I know what you're saying, but I distrust a microwave way quicker than an air fryer. Mm -hmm. Because I can see how the air fryer works. The microwave is there to tell you this is radiation. Yeah. This is Rady fucking Asian and you're eating you're putting your food underneath this shit and eating it. But we played on like the little green things and like, you know, the neighborhoods and shit. I ain't worried about radiation. I mean, like yeah, that. but I'm just saying that shit's scared <laughs> and that, you know what I'm saying? Like the air fryer literally just circulating the air, heat I, hot air. Nah, it's more of a, I think it's more of a finesse than the actual like plot. You ever put like some old fries? Man, hell yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, man, you've been, this, man, listen, it's nothing better this, than being drunk the night before. You go get some bullshit. You got fries. And you wake up next morning hungover. And they still there. And you heat them fucking fries up in the air fryer. And it's like, no. That's scary, man. That's convenience. I'll fuck with air fryers. I would not speak a negative word about air fryers. Yeah, man. I feel you, but <laughs> fuck, Throw that microwave <laughs> out first. You sit in front of this big blue TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit fucking sucking your soul out. Yeah. You looking like you looking beach. like Kodak in front of the microwave. Yeah, yeah. man. You spank yeah, you out here spanking, you raping yourself silly for that damn computer screen. Yeah. yeah. FBI agents sitting there watching. Yeah. Look at this nasty. No, man. you who who uh, who does that? Tasty black style. Oh no, no, my dad does that to his uh computer screen. He puts like tape over the uh I do too. You do too? Yeah, I got to take Yeah. You ain't going to watch me beat this dick. <laughs> got to pay for this. You got to pay for this. Can't get no more free, Randy. Got to pay for this shit. <laughs> Government like, this nigga's a tease. What, man. You? <laughs> you know, happy birthday to Kendra. What Kendra told y'all? This dick ain't this, free. This dick ain't for free. It's Kendra's birthday? Mm-hmm. You know what else? It's the anniversary of? It was Pop birthday yesterday. What's up? OJ. Today? Today, 617. What's the what's the what's the anniversary though? The juice is loose. The juice is loose. That that chase. I want a Bronco just because it's him. And them Broncos hard. It's just going crazy. The newest. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I, I thought about it today, man. I think I saw somebody post that shit. They had him on the freeway and everything. Juice I was is like, loose. The juice is loose. That's another man. biopic that was kind of hard. I fought with that one. Which I think it was. Was it more than one? It, I believe it was. It was Cuba. One. Cuba had one, right? Cuba was in the recent one. Cuba was in the uh, the OJ one, the one down to like little mini series. Okay, yeah, that the one that was on FX, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was that. an actual movie about OJ. Well, I think that was. I don't remember. Was there another one? I thought it was only one. I know there was a documentary they did that was nuts. The thirty for thirty one. Was it thirty for thirty? No, this was like one on like Fox. It was like some wild shit. Okay. And like 
they are basically following OJ. OJ was like, it was wild. OJ doing some wild shit, bro. You ever saw the clip of OJ with the knife? Yeah, yeah man. that was on that one. That was on the documentary, <laughs> the one on Fox. OJ with the knife with the white girl, like, and she was saying he was acting real weird. He was like, he, he, he. Yeah, I'm like yo, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, but let's be honest. There's no question that OJ killed that motherfucker, man. Oh man, yeah, OJ can't. He can't cape for that nigga no more, nah, man. Nah, nah, he nah, is nah. a killer. Yeah, OJ did that shit. He is a so killer. Now he just rides around on the golf course posting videos. My God, man. Stay safe. Watch yourself, Savannah. <laughs> 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 Fucking OJ, man. Let's get some music, man. All right, let's go, man. So you, Brad, what you got? All right, cool. Let me pull it up real fast, man. Yes, sir. Pass the ox. Pass the ox for me, sir. OJ did it. Yeah, man. Um... We got a new Migos album, man. You checked it out yet? Yes, sir. I've been tapped in. Fucking with it? Yeah, yeah. I, I fuck with it. It's better than yeah. I thought it would be. I'll yeah, it's that. a lot better than what I thought it was, man. Uh, yeah. Takeoff really held him down. Yeah. He really held him down, man. And they left him off a of bad and bougie. He left him. It, it don't look like it on this one, though. Because that nigga is flowing. Yeah, but. But uh, let's get to uh, one of the songs off their new album, Vaccine. We making money in quarantine Dirt in my stick and my wood clean It's a blue Benjamin's vaccine Need to bounce back now on taxing Fuck up the trap, we go tag team Talk on FaceTime, it's no texting Holdin' a fight, who gon' press me? Big way, we scrape She do the wild like it's Colgate She still go and get it in four ways When I'm in my city, I feel safe Nigga, I'm bigger than Bill Gates We chase a billion and get paid Except for we moving with AKs These niggas dummies, we make We don't want bitches that throw shade If she looking like Sunday, we fuck her face I'm quick on my toes, no ballet Pick up them bowls and valet It's Friday, you know it's a cash day We don't count up the red, we count red games Pop out, what's up? We making money in quarantine Dirt in my stick and my wood clean It's a blue Benjamin's vaccine Need to bounce back now on taxing Fuck up the trap, we go tag team Talk on FaceTime, it's no texting Holding a file, who gon' press me? Racket deposit can't fit in my wallet. Rats. Hop in the coop and it's feeling robotic. If we talking money, then money the topic. Rats. I've been getting money, it's my time to pop it. Pop. Double cup fill to the top and it's toxic. Sure. This bitch got body, no Megan, it's tagging. She's straight out of college, she looking exotic. Uh. Bought me your watch and forgot it. Fuck it. She give me knowledge while driving. One hand on the wheel, one hand on the noggin. Fucking take off. All set. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> cool, cool. Ow. I took your bitch from you. Screw. Screw. It should pay to do the ad libs. Oh man. Alright, man. So we can keep it moving along, man. Um you know, one of my uh randomly one of my favorite songs, man. And uh I'm actually um I'm actually kind of telling on myself a little bit because this is a place I want to do at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is one of my favorite songs. I stumbled across it uh, randomly. I can fucking find it. There we go. Um, I stumbled across it randomly, man, right on one of my homeboys. He was playing it. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? You know, I've been a sucker for, story, for, for storytelling raps, man, no matter what the story is. You know what I'm saying? So 
Um, without further ado, I'm hop right into it, man. So I'm gonna get to uh do a Fujiano man to play. Never trust nobody. Hey, I met the little bitch. Yeah, she says she from Atlanta. Says she move like Danny Phantom. I told her let's get it. You know how to use a hammer. Put that nigga on the banner. She said what the mission? Fuji tell me what to do. We can do with me and you. I said point the two. Yeah, that pussy nigga move. Make that nigga hit a boom. I said did the plan. You gon' get him to the spot. Make sure that you watch the clock. By two o'clock, you'll be reaching for a cop. You'll be pulling out the Glock. I take it from there. I be coming up the stairs with a drone that hitting like a snail. He ain't no bell. When we ask him, he gon' tell the beam on him never fails. She said fool, I got it. Won't let go and get the profit. He move wrong and he get by it. I told her I like her. When we dug along a piper, hit the riddle, ride the piper. Now that's how it go. All black tie hole. That be posted at the stove. You hit the door. Add a nigga for some smoke. No shots on you, make him choke. You give him a smile. Look that nigga up and down. Add that nigga for a ground. He give you a door. Blow him kissing for the Lord. He reaching now, he want a hoe. You give him a squeeze. Tell that nigga you on T. Reach down and rub a knee. He ask for your number. Get his phone and type your number. He don't know he in the thunder. He hit you later. Tell him that you bought your paper. He said he got plenty of paper. You tell him to prove it. Where you at and what you doing? Pull up, boy, let make a movie. He said, girl, I'm coming. Damn, baby, but you rushing. Made me think you're up to something. You say, nigga, please. When I gave you that squeeze, I told you, nigga, on T. Now, what you gonna do? Coming, nigga, or it's through. I got better shit to do. You say you got money. Where that pussy cost from hundreds? Too expensive, stop your friend. He said, where you at? You a caller, nigga, blow. I like that baby girl, so you drop your location. Mask on like I'm Jason. He don't know I'm in the basement. He pick her up. Same black Tahoe truck. Third is on the lifted up. Take her to the spot. He start facing plenty now. Steady looking at the clock. If I want to clock, nigga say he got a drop. Partner pull up with a Glock. He drop off a packet. Then he leave, but he will lack it. Get the packet, he unwrap it. Bells of the gas. Peeping out, I live my mad. Man, my heart start being fat. He walk to a room. He come back, he got a broom. He sweeping up the residue by the back in the hell. Then he hand her up it bad. Tell her go and get some cash. She dropped the bag. Tell him I don't want no bag. Nigga, I just want the cash. He tell her come here. He start kissing on her ear. Rubbing all up on the hill. She said, where my money? Hundred fifties and the twenties. You must thought that I was fronting. You flexing them bad. I don't care nothing about no bag. You can be the middle man, don't fuck with no Patrick. You a Patrick if you capping. Thought you said you had them racket. He go to the safe. Put them hundreds in the fake. Heart beating like I ran a race. She look at the clock. Action time at two o'clock. Let's turn this shit here up a night. He pulled up the stair. They start walking up the stair. He grab her ass and pull her hair. She said, get my guap. Turn around, he count it nine. He turn around, he see the Glock. Sir, yes, sir, man. So it's Fujiano. The plan. Sucker for a good story, man. Yeah, man. You can tell a good story. We're going to do that one of these days, man. Little storytellers. You don't even remember storytellers on uh, VH1? Remember that? VH1. Storytellers, man. They would get like, I remember uh, Jay-Z had one. Is that like the unplugged thing when they sat it back was, and they just. It was it was like an unplugged type vein, kind of the same, but it would be like, um, I know Jay did uh, American Gangster, and he kind of explained the songs. You know, unplugged is more of a live performance of, Certain shit Storytellers Was kind of like Rap genius Before rap genius mm-hmm. Like they just kind of told you This is the story behind You know This is You know what I mean So I fought with storytellers man You think it's the best storyteller In hip hop <sighs> Current past mm. Well past Easily big Big mm-hmm. Biggie um, Current It's tough Uh Meek with Tony Story, that series, Tony Story one through four. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jay Z, you know, with um, 
with uh, all the different ones he had. Um, main one that comes to mind is uh, Meet the Parents. Uh, but Big had some, man, from Suicidal Thoughts to uh, Me and My Bitch um, to Who, not Who Shot You. Ah, uh, fuck. Can't think of it, man. But yeah, Big, what about you? What you got? Uh, I mean, Slick Rick. Slick was, I don't know, that really wasn't my era. I couldn't really tap into Slick. I say three stacks, man. Stacks? Stacks. You know, he kind of, you know, one of my favorite songs where he's told a story was, um, was that, uh, 16, man. 16 16 ain't ain't enough. Oh, my God. Uh, Love that record, man. Yeah. Love that record. That, I love that. That's what I love about Three Stacks, like, man. And like he was like in his head, he was like, well, "Shit, or was it eighty nine? Oh, never mind." And yeah. he was just like, "Let me get, let me get back to the that's store." Nigga, yeah, like, that shit was, eight, was, it, was it? Was it? Was it eighty nine? Oh, never, uh, mind. never mind. So yeah, that was. And my he shit. just started floating on that shit. Man. Cole, J Cole, Cole tells good stories. Cole, too. yeah, Cole tells great stories. Deja Jeff. vu. Deja vu was nice. Uh, what's my other one, man? No, no role models. No role models. He's talking about finally getting some pussy. Right. Um, Kendrick tells hell of a story too. Yeah, for sure. What's I don't know what's up with my dog, man. Kendrick. Yeah. Somebody put a uh, tweet out and said the last time Kendrick dropped an album, Lil Baby, Polo G, and Roddy Rich had. Barely any music out. Mm-hmm. No albums at, at that. Yeah. I said, fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. And Polo got three albums out. <laughs> I said, damn. Yeah. That's crazy, man. He I need want, to spice it back up, though. Yeah, man. I want to talk shit about him, but, you know, Drake's been pushing back album at, you know, his album over and over and over, so I can't say shit. Yeah. I think he's waiting really, man, for the opportunity to do a full tour. Who's that, Kendrick or Drake? Drake. Drake. I don't know what fuck Kendrick waited on. Yeah. I, I don't know either, man. Honestly, I have no idea what Kendrick waiting on. It's starting to scare me a little bit. Like, it could be like one of those Dr. Drake exits. Think he lost it? I don't think he lost it. I think I mean, just, I'm talking not like the ability, but more sort of passion. Maybe the passion. Okay. Maybe the passion. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Think, he, I don't think he lose the ability. You know what I'll pay good money for? What's that? One more Jay Z album. One more. Someone just I I was having a conversation with uh, with someone about that today. Yeah. It was like he really don't have to do it, but if he do drop one, <sighs> yeah. I honestly, man, I hate the fact that I I I didn't get to that Watch the Throne tour, which I know that should have been so special. And tickets were like three hundred. Which ain't bad for Ye and, and, and Hove. Would you be receptive to a Watch the Throne too if they could ever get back on the same wavelength? I think that it would be doper to do a Watch the Throne too with someone, someone else other than Ye. Because I think when they did Watch the Throne, Ye and Hove were both like in the same creative space almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I think it needed to be. I, I could see a Watch the Throne. Honestly, I you know what? I wouldn't mind a Watch the Throne too, 
with Drake and Rose and Rose. Drake and Ross. That's I think classic. That'd be, I think that'd be a classic. That's classic. Watch the throne. Cause they were supposed to, they were supposed to collab on. They were supposed to have like a YOLO project. Remember? Yeah. They, I mean, they got enough songs to make it out. Enough songs, yeah. You know, they got enough songs to make it out. They were rocking together for a minute. Cause that lemon always, pepper, man. <sighs> yeah. And see, I, what I like about Drake, man, is how Drake can, um, you know, Drake, Drake can really, like, he he let Ross just get his shit off. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead. And he just came in there talking that shit. And it was like, yo, Drake, drop this fucking album. Yeah. Drop this album, man. He's he's becoming to the point where, and I don't want to be a fanboy in this, man, but Drake's kind of becoming to that point to where it's undeniable. Like, bro, like, mm-hmm. did you put any stock into that whole Quentin Miller written shit or whatever? As far as believing it? As far as what the, if that could really taint who Drake's legacy was. I didn't due to the fact that it's a lot more people out there that's doing the same thing. Okay. The curtain was just kind of pulled back on Drake's situation. You think like it was an actual real thing? Like you think like Drake's been using writers or do you feel like this might have been an isolated thing? A few sam what, the, yeah. what they call it is the OVO sweatshop. Right. Okay. That's what they call it. Yeah. You know, he just stacks up on a lot of talent and it's like, oh yeah, you know, your project's going to come, but before it actually drops, I got something coming up. So, you know, just lock in with the studio. And it's, I don't think it's more about people actually putting pen to paper and saying, hey, Drake, you know, here, here goes some bars. I think it's more of just connecting with different artists, picking up on their vibes, seeing maybe how they cadence certain things and, and just drawn into it versus actually someone writing his raps for him if but, that makes any yeah. sense and you know what that reminds me of though what Quincy okay that's the Quincy Jones method too mm. just get a lot of people in because to me is to me I look at music as is obviously we also look at it as an art form and I don't see anything wrong with you bringing folks in tapping in and drawing inspiration from them yeah um, you know, I, I watched Jay Z. Um, actually, you brought it up, and I went back and watched it. Hove on that uh bar on that um, uh, what's the name of the brown shit? The shop. Yeah. And he was talking about kind of getting inspired by who came before you. Mm-hmm. You know, Basquiat was inspired by this artist. Who was inspired by this artist? And Bron inspired by you know Cole who's inspired by Jordan who's inspired by Dr. J. So just picking their brains, picking yeah, their, picking and it's their so brains. I don't see anything wrong with it. I was really interested because you know people kind of use that to taint Drake's legacy a little bit of you know he 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 uses Ghost Riders and and all that and I think for some people that it was the ignorance of just how music works mm-hmm. you know if they knew how many of their favorite artists had sample not samples but uh, is it samples? samples my mind's going blank yeah. blank man when they do a uh, reference tracks there we go oh reference okay yeah yeah how many yeah. artists use reference tracks um before they drop that if they knew how many of their favorite and there's nothing wrong with using a reference track yeah you know if I give you a beat and you hear the beat and you can't really you know Come up with something. I say, okay, look, this is what I thought, mm-hmm. and I give you this, and you take it and you apply your, you know, what I mean your pressure to it, and 
put your own little kit, make it yours. I don't see anything wrong with that. They call it studio sessions for a reason. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And it takes you have. I've been in plenty. You know, you sit in a studio session and see how it works. You're like, ah, yeah, I get it. But it's just not you going to the booth. You record this song. It's that's why y'all niggas. That's that's why y'all niggas. See, you know what? I need to say, I fucking homeboy. You can't fucking rap. Who that? People oh. in general, y'all. If you're listening, if, if you're listening to this episode, uh-huh. find your rapping homeboy. Tell nigga he can't rap. Just like that. You know who? You, you know who I'm talking about. Nah, nobody in particular. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought, I no, 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 nobody in particular. Just okay. in general, like if you're listening, you have a homeboy who raps and he can't rap. Tell him. Mm-hmm. Tell him. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Tell him. I don't know him, but you know him. Tell right. him he can't rap. You know why? You take a little raggedy ass in that damn studio and just try to rap. Yeah. He's not making music. He's just rapping. It's a difference. Mm. It's a difference. The way like, I remember one of the main things people say about Tip, right, was the way Tip rides a beat, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things he had, you know, going for him. That's one of the superpowers. Same thing with Three Stacks. Three Stacks becomes part of the beat. Yeah, his voice becomes part of the music, and it's dope. And this is like a random topic that we bumped into a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, it's important, man. You know, so again, I ain't gonna go too too much deeper. Just tell that nigga he can't rap. And I'll tell mine too. I've been telling mine. Renick still fucking right. He all my all my friends, they they gave it up. I still got a few. <laughs> Cut they that gave, fucking shit out, man. They gave it up. So we talked about rap, man. Let's get into a little bit of R and B. Um, you know, something that we didn't get to last episode, man. R and B is that a dying genre? Um, I don't think it's dying. I don't think people are as in tuned with R and B. Mm-hmm. Like it, like we used to be, like in the '90s, man. I feel like the golden era for R&B was early mid mid '90s, mm-hmm. and that's when artists were just dropping back to back to back. And I feel like it was it was what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it was set up that way simply because that was the market for it. Okay. That was the market. Everyone wanted to have the R&B group. Everybody, you know, wanted to have the ballads back then. Yeah. I don't think we have ballads anymore, but there's definitely an underground scene when it comes to R&B. Like, you have to kind of tap into certain artists to get, like, really good music. And I feel like right now, rap is the market. You kind of, you know, with anything, you know, sometimes this is going to take over. Other times, this might be the wave. And right now we're just in a generation where rap is like you see a lot of artists that that use uh melodies in their song. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a Rod Wave, like if Rod Wave was in the nineties, he would be a singer. Mm-hmm. But he's considered hip hop at this point. Yeah. Because hip hop is the market. What's the last great R and B album you heard? The last great R and B album. Oh, Brent Fires. Mm. Yeah. And more, I'm, re- more recent than I thought. Yeah, and I'm anticipating that new project. But Brent, man, Brent is something different. Brent is. And I, I heard a crazy story about Brent. He told this story, actually. I was watching an interview on YouTube, and he used to be a rapper. Yeah. And his manager was like, nah, you're going to be a singer. Mm-hmm. And he was like, be, because Brent was like, nah, the market is rap at this yeah. point. But he was like, dog, think about it. It takes so many words to put in a bar, yeah. right, when it comes to rap. 
Yeah. Fam, you could chop that shit up. You could probably say eight words in a bar. Mm-hmm. And you got half the song right there. Yeah. And so he was like, that shit makes sense. So yeah, shout out to Brent. Brent's tapped in with a, actually a lot of people from Savannah, man. Oh really? Um yeah, that have moved to Atlanta and I know a few of those songs have been producing uh for Brent. Okay. I worked very closely with Brent. Brent actually had a, a birthday party in the A. Yeah, I saw that shit. A lot of folks from Savannah were there, man, had invites. You know? Okay. Just just working with him, tapping into him. Um, I got a joke, but I believe it. Where is that? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, now Brent's dope. Um, my um, that's interesting because I was gonna say confessions, confessions. But I don't think it's a dying art. I think that I think that one one thing that we said last episode was follow the money. Yeah, right? follow remember the that, money. Remember that. Follow and I believe that R and B is a very expensive genre. Okay. Very expensive. Rap isn't. Rap, decent beat. We talked about this, right? Like, mm-hmm. got a really good beat and got to be a really good rapper. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. You can have a really good rapper, don't need a really good beat. You know, R&B is so musical. From the voice to the 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 actual beat of the song to... And in R&B, you have writers, too. You got writers. You got to pay the writers. You got to pay the writers. Very expensive genre. And why would I... As a, as a studio, as a label, um, why am I spending all this money for this one? To this artist right here, exactly. Yeah. When I can just get this kid that raps, and it's way cheaper to do that, way mm. cheaper. So I think, first of all, that's one part of it. But I feel like we have just as many. I mean, you don't get the big scores that you used to, right? Like we don't have like the, the ballads. huge ballads. Yeah. You don't have the the the. Um, the uh, soundtracks from movies like we used to. Right. Feel, I mean, think about Waiting to Excel and what that was. As a the sound. Boomerang soundtrack. Boomerang right? soundtrack is classic. And um, Soul Food soundtrack. That shit. Soul Food soundtrack. The last R&B driven soundtrack that I've heard was uh, randomly Superfly. The soundtrack for Superfly was dope. That's the one future uh EP'd, right? I believe so. Yeah. That's the one with uh with um R.A.N. on there, real ass nigga. With Miguel, that's also the song with that's the one with uh I can think of the song, man. I can't think of who's singing it though. Mm-hmm. Um This Way. I can't think of who sings called This Way though. It's a duet, man. And this I hate way, that I can't think way. of it. Superfly? Yeah, it's on Superfly. It's not Khaled. It might be Khaled. Um a Khalid, I'm sorry. But uh but yeah. Dope, dope records, man, on there. But I don't think it's a dying genre. I just believe that, you know, music is taking a turn. But those of us who grew up in it, like you said, I mean those who were up, you know, I remember um late night rides with my mom's going wherever and hearing the quiet storm and hearing all these records. Love one on one. Yeah, all man. Love one one point one, man, and you you can't help but know these songs, and these are the ones we go up and sing karaoke all the time. Right. Um, but yeah, so I don't think it's a dying genre. I think it's just different. I think rap right now has become what pop music is. Pop music is rap. Everybody wants to. Everybody rap. wants to rap. Yeah. You know, everyone thinks they're a rapper. Um, so, but I do believe that R and B. There's still a place for R and B. It's never gonna go away. I do miss the ballads though. I like the scene. I like a lot of the the new acts, uh, especially the female artists, man. Mm. A lot of these 
A lot of these girls be talking more shit than these rap niggas Yo, on these songs. Yo, Science's new album Mar- on the way. It, are you bullshitting me? Album's on the way. Mariah Penn is different, dog. <laughs> Mariah Penn crazy. Yo, man, first time I, yo, my first, I ain't gonna front. First Mariah Science song I heard with Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice song, I stumbled yeah, across yeah, Beetlejuice yeah, yeah. on some on some random playlist, man. And yeah, been hooked ever since. But yeah, album. She said albums on the way. Snow, Snow's album Snow drops coming. next Somebody week. Somebody said all the candles about to uh, sell out. The snow about f- to drop. Lighting the fucking candles, man. Snow <laughs> is dropping, baby. I was actually supposed to go to a Snow concert. Right for the pandemic, last May, man, um, was going to a snow concert and that got canceled. I caught uh, snow at a show. Couldn't wait. Look at me, Ryan, man. I caught snow at a show. Look at you. Yeah, yeah man. So Mariah the Sciences is on the way, man. So yeah, so shout out to that. I do miss the ballots. I, I mean, you know, it was it was so many in. I don't know, man. I because when you're in that moment, you're living in that space. It's hard to name who's going to be. The ones I don't know if they thought that Brandy and Monica and all of them were going to be what they turned into. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we knew Whitney was a star. Right, know? that was easy. You know, she's singing, she's doing Boomerang, she's not Boomerang, sorry, The Bodyguard. Um, she's doing all these different movies, The Preacher's Wife, and all this shit. Yeah. And she's singing, and she's just you know hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. You know, she's the voice, literally like the voice. I think the wave kind of turned with, with our generation when the people that we expected to have the ballots kind of gravitated towards hip hop. Yeah. You got Chris Brown, right? Right. Early Chris Brown, you expected at least one ballot off of it. You got Trey songs as well. Ballots. Oh, 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 Early. oh, 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 oh. That was Trey, not. That was Trey? Okay. That was Trey. All right, all right, cool. Remember when they was kind of beefing? Trey and Chris and Kells, because Kells was basically saying Trey tried to steal his swag. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember that. I remember that. That was like twenty eleven. Yeah, that was a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Ready, ready might have been my most recent because Ready came after Confessions. Ready was an album. Now I'll ask you this: Do you prefer? Do you prefer Ready? Or do you prefer anticipation? Anticipation was the mixtape leading up to Ready Now. That's tough. Ain't tough for me, nigga. Anticipation is anticipation, G. Ready was different, though. Anti, bro. Bro, anti, oh man. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. Shout out to 2009. Oh, 2000. nine. Jesus. Oh, nine. What was that 10? I can't That was That was nine. Cause, uh, yeah, that was nine. I remember nine. I remember, man, uh, I remember Wale had this this tweet, man. It was like a stream of tweets. And um, he was talking about people always say they want to hold Wale, right? Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you don't want Wale back. You want that moment that you heard that song back. And I was like, you True. know what? That's fair. True. So when you think when you start talking about anticipation and ready, like those deep sighs y'all hear coming from us is like yeah. us remembering that time, two thousand nine. Breakfast in bed. She loved the way I eat. <sighs> Can another cook another nigga compete? That nigga killed that song. Yo, bro. man. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so shout out to that time, man. That was a ill time for music too. Yeah. Ill, man, cause that we got uh we got so far going. We did get so far going. That we year got too. some shit that year, man. That was a big year for music. Yeah, the blog era was special. Did we get Cushion Orange Juice that year? We got Cushion Orange Juice March of twenty. I'm trying to think when I got fired from the post office because <laughs> I always. I always use that. Uh, it was. Was that online? I feel like that was online. It was. It when it was no, it was 2010. It was 2010. March of 2010. Because I celebrated. I celebrated last year in my garage during the pandemic for the 10 year anniversary. I got you. Got you. Heard yeah. you. Heard you. Heard you. March 2010. Yeah, man. So speaking of R&B, one topic that I think that we do need to get to. Um, we, I feel like we talked about before that every episode, we feel like someone was getting killed. Someone was dying. Mm -hmm. I also feel like every episode, something or somebody is attempted to be canceled. Here we are. Destiny's child cater to you. Cater to you. They are trying to cancel cater to you. So I ask you, my dear friend, what's happening? Where's your head at with this? What you thinking about? I'm all over the place with this one because, really? yeah, man, I'm back and forth with it. I really haven't set my feet down to come up with a decision. So I kind of give you both both sides of where I stand. Um, You can't cancel greatness, number one, especially when Beyonce's name on it. You can't get rid of Beyonce no matter right. what. No matter what. So cater to you is here to stay, right? But... Oh, you playing it? Okay. Set, nah, nah go ahead. Mood. Nah, talk your shit. Go ahead. I gotta listen to it now, man. Come nah. on. Okay. Go ahead and turn it off. Don't know if I need to reassure you, my life will be purposeless without you. If I want it, when I ask you about it, you inspire me to be better. You challenge me for the better. Sit back and let me pour out my love letter. Let me help you take off your shoes, untie your shoestrings, take off your cufflinks. bothers me the most you can't cancel greatness man you know why you can't cancel that song go ahead well first of all let's get into why and i want you to kind of tell them why they wanted to cancel katie because before. they said it was um a slave song okay that's exactly what i saw they said it was a slave song <laughs> i played that song for a reason go ahead because i think at times first of all i don't know who raised this group of women right that hates catered to you not all women because some women are amazing i love y'all in the in the chorus, right? Remember the chorus? Mm -hmm. How's it go? Let me Just kind of talk. Let to me you. cater to you because this is your day. Okay, boom! Stop right there. Mm -hmm. This is your day. Mm -hmm. They just said one fucking day that they was looking out for their nigga. One fucking day. She said, "I admire what you do. All that shit. You know, you yeah. inspire me. You, my life would be purpose purposeless without you." Like, you a dope nigga. You doing all the things for your lady that she's supposed to do. Taking care of her. She's feeling appreciated. She's feeling like a woman. She's yeah. feeling, you know, in one fucking day mm -hmm. that I come home, that you're going to do all this shit for me. 
and you can't do that. And that is why on sun, on today, when you guys hear this, y'all going to be on fucking Twitter talking about y'all playing mommy and daddy. That's why right fucking there. Yeah. Can't see one day. She said, this is your day. She didn't say, this is what I do. She didn't say it was every one single day. day. One fucking day, she brushed the nigga hand, put his do-rag on, mm-hmm. and y'all feel like y'all being slaves. Meanwhile, y'all have been in Alfredo, and <laughs> it's been chicken Alfredo every night for a week straight. Right. Yeah. You can't cancel cater you because you're lazy. Right. Okay. No, that's, that's, my, that's that, a great point. That's a great point. That, and, and the that's first time I heard point. it, that was my issue. It was like, yeah. bro, it's one day. I, I don't agree with the whole, like, the whole... "Quote unquote slave song." I right. I don't like that's nasty. Right. Now I will say this: "Wade in the Water" is a slave song. Right. I mm-hmm. will say this, and I had a you know a conversation with one of my friends. Yep. And she was like, "Yeah, they need to cancel it because these niggas don't deserve to be catered to." Right. So I was like, "Well, you know, well, what do you mean by that?" And so it was like, uh, "What did she say? Um, being catered to should be uh, reciprocated." I move off of. You know how the nigga treats me. I said, okay, agree. I understand that. But I was like, you know, the train of thought to why women cater to a man is kind of conflicting. And she was like, well, you know, you can't say the train of thought is conflicted because if, you know, I wasn't brought up to cook and, and, and clean for nigga. And I said, exactly, like right there. Yep. Because y'all automatically think when we say cater to us, it comes to cooking, cleaning, like, I'm the type of nigga, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, beg, hey, man, hey, you got to whip something up for me. If my house dirty, I'm cleaning that shit up. I'm not asking you to cater to me. Like, and it's so many different forms of catering, but automatically in their head is cooking, cleaning, and doing things of that nature. And that's mm-hmm. why I said the train of thought is fucked up when it comes to catering. So that's why I say, you know, that song is misleading. To me, in a sense, right? Because I think, I think their interpretation, the interpretation, because okay. I feel like they're very, very clear in that song. But they take, yeah, like like anything like else, even, they're going. Even, people are going to take what yeah, they want out of yeah. certain things and make it fit I, to their scheme. And I feel like that's why I've always said, you know, I'm not respond. I'm only responsible for what I say. I'm not responsible. I'm not responsible for how you interpret it. Exactly. So. If they when they say let me cater to you because baby this is your day, mm-hmm. do anything for my man, baby you blow me away. Right. Like in my mind, I feel like that's very, very that's clear, very it's clear. clear and cut. Like I'm doing this for you because you do this for me, right? And I'm telling you all the reasons why I want to do this for you because you're so great for me. So then even like you said, you know your friend that you talked to that said that because automatically you went to cooking and cleaning. I'm like yeah that. Here we that's this but, is it, but right? Even here. if it is cooking and cleaning, like you know, the fact remains what she told you was it's reciprocated. Like, mm-hmm. what they clearly say in the song, like, you blow me away, right? You so took you care doing of something me, right? You took care of me, so it's only right that I take care of you. So it doesn't matter if it is cooking, cleaning, whatever it is. Um, I have a crazy take on that. Go ahead. Um. When it comes to women learning how to cater to men, where do yep. you think they learn that from? Their mothers. Their mothers. Yep. And that's the issue. Yep. They shouldn't learn how to cater to a man from their mothers. They, they should, should learn, learn 
from the father figure. That's a fact. You get what I'm saying? Where I'm where going there? It's like I'm almost like, and I don't want to say I'm training my daughter, but she notices like you know certain things that I do. Mm-hmm. Certain certain what like this the way I move around when I'm in the home, correct? Yeah. And she sees like, okay, well, pops, you know, he requires this, he likes that, he might not like this, so I, you know. So she's just over time. She's going to pick up on these things, and of mm-hmm. course, I'm setting the right example. I'm not going to put her in no position where it's like, "Hey, go make me a sandwich." And she, you know, I'm not, right. you know, I'm not bringing her up. Like I'm not saying that in any form, but you learn the essence of like how men move by being surrounded by men. Also- you can't pick up on cues on how to treat a man just from. I think listening to what your mother may have to say about it. I agree with you, but I also feel like it it still goes hand in hand too with the I think um the mother just is important. Okay. You know, while you are teaching those things, mm-hmm. I think that the mother is also important because you're seeing you're seeing a woman take care of her man. How she treats. It, how, how she, she treats, treats you, Right. How she treats you, you know. But you're also seeing the boundaries. Like, nigga, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But you see, okay, I got you. Right. So you see both sides. And then on from the other side, I think that she's seeing you and how you appreciate accepting it. it. Accepting it. How you I got accept you, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. How you appreciate what mm-hmm. she, you know what I mean? And then she's seeing, oh, dang. Like, I remember, man, my pops. And my pops has never been, you know, it's kind of why I'm that way. Um, the most overly affectionate nigga. Like, you know, I didn't see a lot of PDA from my parents. Right. You know what I mean? This wasn't, you know, not whether my mom wanted more or whatever. My dad is something you got to ask her. But I didn't see a lot of it. But I knew my pops always made sure she was straight. Mm-hmm. No matter what, from little things like let's say he's out of town on business, but it's Mother's Day, we get a phone call on Saturday. Hey, listen, I left some money uh, for y'all. Take your mama's out. Take your mom out for my little yeah. shit like that. She yeah. knew we didn't have two hundred dollars to take her to breakfast, but me and Rosen like shit. Get what you want, ma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where that money come from? Like little things. You know, little shit shows up to the house. Little stuff that he would do. So that taught me how to treat a woman. Treat a woman. Because I like, swear to God, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? We used to like, wake up so early in the morning on Mother's Day mm-hmm. and was cooking, 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 cooking. Yeah, cleaning, man. Cleaning, all of that shit. You learn that shit. So, so you learn little things. But then from your mother, you know, you learn, you know, how you, how you look from, uh, from a male standpoint, I learned how, and I saw how I should expect to be treated. Mm-hmm. Right. I saw what my mom did for my pops, right? Mm-hmm. Even to this day, my mother has no issue of cooking dinner. You know, ask my pops, you you want to eat? Mm-hmm. Cool. And she, you know, she'll, you know, she don't always make it, you know, but she'll here and there make a plate for him, bring, you know what I mean? She don't like no fucking slave. Right. You know what I mean? Because if pops gets up and let's say, you know, he making something to drink, you want something to drink, cool. He So it's, it's reciprocal, but... You know, I think that this generation, because of how many broken homes you have in it. Yeah. And I don't want to say broken because that sounds real negative, man. But, you know, I think a it's... A disconnect within the family. There's a, an amazing way to put it. Uh-huh. Um, just that disconnect. And also, I look at it when you, you talk about it's so many... And that, I'm not here to attack women, 
But I see it a lot. A lot of women telling men how to be men. men. Exactly. And as a man who grew up with a father, an older brother, a lot of, you know, people other than my father, I grew up as, you know, that looked, I looked at his father figures. Uncles, you know. Uncles. Yeah. My OGs. father's friends, OGs, my brother, my brother's friends, like niggas who taught me how to be a man. And then I'm sitting here looking, you know, on social media at all these women trying to tell a man, a real man, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Especially if you never grew up with a real man in your life. Mm-hmm. You don't know what a real man does. You know what a real man doesn't do, right? You know, because you've seen it. You grew up, you know, you saw, you know, your your mom struggling to take care of you and salute to the mothers that have done that. Yeah. But that doesn't give you clearance and turn to tell because of shit. Imagine if niggas went on the whole, this is what a woman should do, Spree. Right. Dear God. That ain't this and this ain't that. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. So... Is you know I I think we lack understanding, man. I I, I like the way you put that. Mm-hmm. There's a disconnect, um, you know. And I can go all the way back to, you know, back when, you know, black families were split up by the government. This is where distrust distrust comes from, where you know the government paid black women to not have black men in the home. Oh yeah, to get like, that check, get that check, and the women chose. Get that check, check which you know and i'm like you gotta to be that. out at a certain time because you know they watching exactly you know they watching they you can't up. stay they come to check you gotta get the fuck you up can't out of stay here. you gonna yeah. fuck my money up nigga yep and that's a different conversation that we'll have a different I'll day i'll kiss y'all daddy at the door but this nigga got a dip that's it you know so <laughs> and yeah. that's foul as fuck yeah, man. i hate i hate joking about it but that's the reality that we live in man. Mm-hmm. but I, I got i got a question for you though like how do you like to be catered to? Like, um, what's your what's your go to? My go to man is mm, that's that's a good question. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm still at a point where it's hard for me to accept being catered to. Mm. And I think that um, for me, it's, it's Got still... Got your guards up almost. Yeah, it's still really tough to be vulnerable enough to allow you to even do that for yeah. me. Um, you know, so for me, um, I always say, like, I ask for, for understanding and I ask for... Um, ask for understanding and uh, I ask that you give a fuck. Right. And by give a fuck... That that's a loaded statement. It doesn't. It's not as simple as it sounds. It's um, care about what I'm doing, understand what I'm doing, and then react and move accordingly. Yeah. You know, if you know I'm busy, don't you know? Pressure me about trivial shit, shit yeah. that you know that you don't even really care about for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But you just kind of making a, 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 a big deal out of it today because you're bored, you know right. that kind of thing. Like understand the spark. I get, no, I get yeah. that. I get that. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that you know my my care, my being catered to is never going to be um, materialistic. Mm-hmm. Like it's never going to be a situation where I, you know, I, I I want you to cook for me or buy me things or do I this. I don't do require that. that because I can do that. For myself. Exactly. And the reason I say requirements and things like that, because look at, I mean, 
looking looking at yourself in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. If the shit was to go south and y'all beefing for a while, right? Yeah. First thing, like, first thing a woman would try to do to you, like, she'll cut off the food supply, right? <laughs> she'll try to cut the food right. supply off. And she'll try to cut off, like, maybe sex, sex or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You get it? Mm-hmm. I can feed myself, right? Yep. I could fuck myself too. If I need to get a nut off, right? Yes, so sir. like women use like in, in some I'm not saying all women, but some women use those type of tools to say that they're catering for their men. Right. So when it goes south, they take that away. Like, these are things that I can't get. Like if we beefing, I can't get head scratches. Like little yeah. head like, that's my bag right there. Yeah. Like head massages and mm. things like that. Like I go exactly. crazy over that shit. If yeah. I'm beefing with you and I can't get there, I'm like, oh man, time spent, like doing spontaneous that's shit, it. things that I like. I can't get that if we beefing. That's it. So that's that's my uh, my idea of being catered to, like spending time doing things, you know, shit, playing the video game, man. That's that's catering, like you yeah. taking time to do shit that I like to do. Yeah, spontaneous shit. Hey, nigga, you know. Put your shoes on. We about to ride out for a minute. Things like that, man. Yeah, but. absolutely. Yeah, and it's and I think that you know you you actually kind of put it a little better than I did. Um, because when I say give a fuck, like that kind of also is that bag that that all falls into that mm-hmm. bag. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, that shit cooking, I can cook. I don't need you to cook for me. Like I'm going to eat. And guess what? If I can't cook, I can go get some food. True. You know what I mean? So that's not, you're not going to hold. Niggas know me. how to survive. Yeah, basically. exactly. I got a homeboy, man. And uh, I remember all through college, my dog would always, you know, he told me about, you know, I'm, I'm talking to this new girl, man. And the first thing he tell me, she could cook. And I always be like, yeah. <laughs> be, but it was funny because I look at it like, you know, um, my mother cooked. Mm-hmm. So I was so used to it. I saw this thing, man. It was talking about love languages, and it was a therapist. And she said that your love language is whatever you lacked as a child. Okay. Like, whatever you didn't get from your parents growing up, that's what your love language is. Damn. And I was like, oh, shit. It's true. Hmm. Like, whatever you felt like you didn't receive from your parents, that's now what you require from your partner. Like, that's when you really feel. You know what I mean? Um you know, and and I, you know, just you know, uh, I gotta tap into that, and I gotta yeah. sit back and and kind of see. About it. Yeah, yeah, think about it. Yeah, think about it. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, man. So you know, to get to the point, man. Um, cater to you. It's being, here to stay. It's here to stay. <laughs> cater to you is a song by married women. <laughs> right. All all those women are married, correct? Oh. Wait, I don't know what Kelly doing, man. Shit, she's being the goddess if she ain't married. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, yeah. Had to say, she's had a baby, ain't it? You know what I'm talking about. Look at your Yeah. So, um, you know, shout, you know, so shout out to all those women. Um, and you know, again, if if you do feel like she Kater, she a, was a she slave. Had a baby? She's had a baby recently. Recently, Damn. in the last two years or so, she's had a kid. Yeah, Shot buddy. That lounge up, huh? Don't blame him. I'd have been that motherfucker thing. I've been that thing. Goddamn. That lounge. That's a lounge. That's a lounge, bro. That ain't Coachella. That's, that's a, a little hookah lounge. That's a 40 40. That's a 40 40. That's a 40 40. And then you get 40 shots. 
<laughs> 40 shots in that ball. Let's get some music, man. All right. Get some music, man. So, what, is it on me? Yeah, it's on you, man. It's on me. Let's see what we got. So, I'm going to play some dirt, man. Okay. Play some dirt, man. Uh, we can go with some little dirt. Homebody. Put your back in it Watch this pussy string it out like it got crack in it It look good in the mirror where I practice it I wanna feel that whole shit, don't give me half of it Drunk text, need the wrist sex, yeah, yeah Then that group sex with my bitch wet, yeah, yeah You know I'm nasty Got me touching on my own body If R&B don't mention me, don't mention nobody I've been fine since like 15 without a cold pilot We've been fucking for a year before they know about it Boy, you know that pussy good, but don't go boast about it Boy, you know that pussy well when you swim deep inside I suggest you wear a vest if you plan on surviving Your day was long, the sex was good, so tell me all about it If you too tired, be my bike, relax and let me ride it Coop sex with no roof sex, yeah, yeah Hula hoop sex on a loop sex, yeah, yeah Give it to me nasty That was a little dirt. That was um R and B dirt right there. Yeah, man. That was dirt featuring uh Tiana Taylor, man. Tiana, yeah. That was the uh, homebody remix. The dirt we got now, man. This nigga on. (laughs) I think that was dirt when you first got to Atlanta. Yeah, this this dirt now. This nigga smoking every op pack known to man. Yeah, that's a fact. (laughs) Good luck, nigga. Cry. Ain't that much. Good luck. Shit, I'm gonna go into um Polo. I spoke on Polo a little bit earlier, man, but I'm gonna go with that song he dropped with Wayne and Wayne went crazy on this shit. So we're gonna go gang gang. Do it here, take flight, we gone We just take the dice and roll So you see them great clouds 
don't play around, we'll lay him down, hit his top close range. He just pretend he not with the gang. Remember back then, I said, I'll what he bang. Running from Jake's block, hot like I'm Wayne. And I caught a meal on the watch in the chain. I'm just trying to put a lock on the game. Hot shit from this Glock on the flame. <laughs> the boy. This nigga is so calculated, bro. You are not paying attention to this game. <laughs> Certified lover boy. Also, uh, this is going to be Juneteenth weekend. Right. Juneteenth weekend has actually recently been enacted as a federal holiday. Got a round of applause. For yeah, him, man. man. Clap it up. Clap it up. Yeah, look what we got on y'all. <laughs> Air horns, all that good shit, man. So, that being said, man, first of all, I need to know if I'm getting fucking holiday pay tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Huh? Hey, man, y'all better add me up, dog. D- d- double up. Three or four me. times. I ain't telling no lies. I just yeah. run it up. Add me the fuck up. <laughs> I need though. all that. Cut that fucking check. Give me Monday off, son. Yeah. Monday off. Um no, this, for, this is special though, man. I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of mixed emotions as far as like uh this I, becoming a federal holiday. I shared the same ones. You you did? I okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh actually um <laughs> talked to my dad about this man. I was riding home from work, man. Gave Pops call check on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just kind of talk about it. He said, yo, man, fuck a holiday. I want my fucking reparations. Right. Um, you know, and I, I agree. And also, I'm just thinking about all these white folks getting to go to this fucking golf course to celebrate the fact that they made us slaves. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm also thinking about the poor and disenfranchised black folks that ain't getting shit off. Your True. ass gonna be right at fucking work. True. And this shit don't mean nothing for you. Nah. So who do I mean? Who does this uh, benefit at the end of the day? I mean, is it just recognition? Like, hey, we did, we finally did something right. The few, and not the many. Right. Um, I think this is what gets dangerous when, because last year we made a really big deal about Juneteenth, and we should have. But now it's a federal, and we said it should be a federal holiday and all that. But it's kind of one of those. Damned if you do, damned if you don't things, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, you know, we want that recognition and celebrate. And we talked about how we were like, yo, we didn't celebrate the 4th because we wasn't fucking free. Right. You know, and I, I agree with that, man. But I think that we um, should really take Juneteenth and make it something educational, something that's more than just what we use for Cinco de Mayo, which, cookout yeah, you know, that's shit. cool, but... Let's make it a real palatable thing. An observation almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, because 
And I look at it more so, let's, you know, I want it to become something that we celebrate the same vein as um, MLK Day. Mm -hmm. You know, something that's more than just a day off. You know, we get up, we, you know, me and you actually went down a few years ago. The last one we could actually went down to... uh, uh, The block party, right? Yeah, block party, party, I'm sorry, down on on Royal Street, man, and get down in Savannah, man, enjoyed ourselves and fellowship and all that good shit, man. Just get that feel of the community. That was a fun night, man. Yeah, man, that was a great night. Great night, man. And and that's what I want Juneteenth to turn into. You know, I don't want it to be a token for other cultures and races like uh, Cinco de Mayo is. Mm-hmm. It's a token for us. Like, eh, we're going to get drunk from some tequila, right. turn into Casa Negros and call it a day. You know what I mean? Casa Negros. <laughs> I rather, you know, I want it to become like something that's really celebrated, you know, something that can't be disrespected. Yeah. You know, you can't disrespect them, okay? They. So, what could be some dope shit that we visit as far as, um, and when I say visit, I mean like activities that we could actually do. To kind um, of, I think it's important. I mean, they just got a, uh, just got rid of what critical race theory and, um, in the schools where you can't teach it, which is crazy because now I'm thinking about the fact that. We got, um, you know, Juneteenth, and they can't even tell you why the fuck is important. Right. <laughs> um, so I think education-wise, I mean, but, you know, obviously we want to have fun, enjoy ourselves. We don't want to have our kids reading books and being bored with them, enjoy mm-hmm. this and become a part of their lives. But I don't know, man. I think, honestly, this is just a small little piece. More work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. No, this just can't be it. You know, we can't be that sad. Okay, cool. We gave us that. Cool. We want more. Here, okay, here's my suggestion, and it'll probably happen next year because mm-hmm. um, with COVID restrictions still kind of going on, we kind of really can't get back to it. But I think more family reunions should be centered around Juneteenth. That'd be dope. Like planning your family reunions that way, you know. We could all kind of be together, lean towards each other, and enjoy each other's company. That'd and at dope. the same time, um, activities, whatever. You know, most families visit different cities, find, like, different uh, historic monuments in whatever city you're visiting around the time. That's a fact. And kind of, you know, take it all in. You, you're with your loved ones at the time. You know, y'all yeah. still turn. You know the family. It's going to yeah. be a turn-up turn portion throughout. Mm-hmm. But that's that's my suggestion as far yeah. as Juneteenth. I think, yeah, I agree with that. I think that also maybe that would be a situation where we we decide to, to buy black. Yeah. You know, that yeah. day, yeah. you know, um, you know uh, turn into, a, you know, the steal from, from the clothing brand, turn into a day that's for us and by us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like really tap into, you know, buy black, post what you bought black, yeah. you know, make it a thing. You know, let's post what we bought black. Let's post what we got it from, you know, let's do it. You know, let's make it something. Let's make it ours. Like since truly ours, if we got it off, that's cool. Now let's make you. Yeah. Let, let, let's actually do something. You know, we, we, we did that with um, MLK. Right. You know, the parades and everything, you know, and that community involvement, that togetherness that we feel in MLK Day. You know, mm-hmm. and I know here in Savannah, it's tradition, right? You go down, you go to the parade, you go to Bull Street, you know, you, you do all these things together, man, and, and you feel like you missed out if you didn't go. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that needs to be it. It needs to be, you know, something that, again, is for us, by us, appreciated by us. 
No one's telling us how we need to do our thing because it's our thing. We need to see as black as possible. Eyes are on us, too. Yeah, for Be sure. Be aware of that because it's like, all right, niggas, hey, y'all go. Now right. what? And that's all they're doing. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's, it's those government tricks. It's, yeah. you know, here, here, take that. Is what you want? Now what? No, I mean, it's crazy, you know, that they made Juneteenth a federal holiday, but lynching's not a hate crime. You know, right. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so many backhanded compliments, you know, tied into this shit anyway, dog, that is, is nasty, you know, already. But I think that one thing that we as a people have been able to do is, you know, turn that lemon into lemonade, turn that sugar to shit, turn that, that, that slop into soul food, you know what I'm saying? So I think that it's it's important to continue that, you know. It, it sucks that that's what we got to do, but that's where we're at, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I, I shit, I take the same lane my pops took, man. I want my fucking money. Yeah. Everybody else got their fucking money. Why can't I have our right. mine? You know, it's so many. You know, people talk about racism not existing, you know, and it's not being a real thing. And then I look at you know one topic that I put on there and I took off because. I didn't want to seem like I was, you know, speaking negatively about the Asian culture, you know, especially with all that's going on. And then I see this video of this little, little black little boy kid, right? yeah, being shot by this Asian guy. And there's undertones in there, you mm-hmm. know, those racist undertones. And there's a lot between the Asian and the black community, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, it, you know, and there's so much education that can be, you know, put out. And it's and for us, our education has always been so non-traditional, you know. To do you, where do you I, think? Uh, my bad on cutting you no, off, but good. do do you think they kind of took it easy on him as far as? Oh, of course. What he did to that kid, man. Of he shot a fucking. He kid. shot a child. He shot a child. I don't care what your reasoning was. You shot a child. Right. A child. This kid was what eight years old. No, he was two. No, 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 this was like, he was older, because he was getting his bike, he was older. Oh, I thought he was like, No, they interviewed the kid. Old. No, okay. no, 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 the two-year-old. No, you know what, yeah, I'm getting confused. you're talking about, yeah, yeah, I'm that's getting, a different, yeah. I'm getting, oh, yeah, I yeah. got that confused. Yeah, nah, not oh, that yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. No, this kid that went to get his bike and got shot. Yeah. Well, he said he chased him with a sledgehammer, I thought, or threw a brick, he's one of the two. Mm-hmm. And he said the kid was like, he couldn't get me because I was too fast, and then he shot me. Right. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, way too easy, hmm. way too easy. Um, because again, and you know, his dad's on there talking about it, like, yo, he's fucking out of jail. He shot my kid. Yeah, you know, and so, and there's a lot of undertones. I mean, we've all been in the hair stop, in the hair store, getting followed around. You know, we've all seen Menace Society. I was just about to say the classic scene in Menace. That her up and buy shit ain't no yeah. joke. That's it's real. Not, yeah. You know, and, and and I'm not here to condemn, you know, again, you know, I, I don't, I'm not here to come down on any community, but again, you know, it's, this is why when that, when the, the you know, when the shootings happened in Atlanta and people, you know, were saying we need to stand that I was one of the ones saying, well, hold the fuck up. Yeah. No. No one deserves to die like that, but let's this make is, this sure isn't that our time to come. This, to this the is aid. not this is not battle. Right. This is, we we got shit we need to clean up. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like I said that episode. I said now nah, here we are being the fucking help again. You know, there we go being the help. Yeah. You know, we got you. 
I can help you. Nah, nigga, we got shit to do. Be a little, we should be a little selfish. Mm-hmm. And I think to tie that into what we're talking about, man, we should be a little more selfish. You want to know what one of my favorite uh, sayings is? What's that? That ain't my struggle. Ain't my struggle. And, like, you ask anybody, bro, if I don't feel like dealing with that, ain't my struggle, man. Mm-hmm. It's not. It really is. Yeah, man. But, yeah, I, I agree with you, you know, a couple episodes back when we were talking about being the aide, man. It's it's tiring. Yeah, man. I think that we need to be a little more selfish with how we move and to, again, to tie it into what we were talking about. Let's be a little more selfish with this holiday. Mm-hmm. Make it about make it about us. You know, make it about us. You know what I mean? Because that's what it's for. Um, I'm happy that it's being acknowledged, but I also recognize there's more work to be done. Right. Way more work to be done. You know? Oh yeah. You know, again, man, my, my mind is saying I'm happy about this, man. No, I'm you know? I'm thrilled because we could do so much dope shit behind it man but we all have to kind of you know put our heads together you know and and prove them wrong like like we always do it's it's all about showing and proving so they yeah, give, they're giving it to us and like i said it's like all right now what now what now what y'all want to do yep now what absolutely so transitioning man um one thing that can help us would be if Deontay Wilder can finally fucking beat Tyson Knock Fury. Knock this motherfucker out, dog. Did you, did you catch the, uh, the, the weigh-in? The, uh, when is this fight supposed to go down? July 24th. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right around the corner. Yeah. You know where I'm at with it. <laughs> I still think this too soon, bro. Too soon? What you mean? I'm scared for him, dog. As much as I... For Deontay? Yeah. I'm not... I'm, I'm not scared for him because I don't think I felt. I mean, I said this during the fight. I said it. Well, I said it before the the, the first fight. I said it after, and I'm saying Deontay Wilder is not a boxer. He's an, He's athlete. an athlete, and Tyson Fury is probably one of the best technical boxers in in the sport. Yeah, hands down. So, with that being said, and also. Um, to go back a little bit, Deontay Wilder does have a, a bit of a glass jaw. Mm-hmm. It's just that a lot of guys haven't been able to actually tap into it yet. Um, can't get that close to him. Can't get that close. There's too much goddamn power in that damn man. To me, from what I saw, and I know he's got like a month to get right, but from what I saw at the first little prom- promo event for the fight, um, and also hearing Tyson say he wants to get to 300 pounds. Mm. Deontay got to take that body, man. Yeah. All you want to do is lay shots, Fuck them headshots. Take that body. Mm-hmm. Catch them ribs. Cough that blood up. Tear them ribs. Tear the ribs. Tear that kidney up. You want to know why he's, why he's scaring me a little bit? What's that? He's posting on Instagram. Who's that? Deontay. Is he? He's posting like you know some of the training regiments. Like he's showing showcasing his new uh his new trainer and things. I'm like, bro, like you should be tapped in right now, man. This ain't the time for it. I get it. That may be how some niggas tap in though. Maybe how he taps in. I've never seen him do this before though. Never seen him fight uh, Tyson Fury either. Never seen him what? Never seen him fight Tyson Fury either. You seen him fight Tyson? Not him win. Yeah. I'm talking about a Tyson, not Tyson. A Tyson, a Tyson. 
Hey, sometimes, sometimes definition of insanity is what? Repetition. You doing the same thing, thing over. Maybe time to change it up. Maybe society. Maybe you got some confidence. Like, yo, this You're is different. Right. I see him dancing in the ring and everything. I'm like, oh man, Dang, change it up, man. That whole bomb squad, ah, all that shit. To hey. this day, to all that shit, <laughs> hey. Tyson laughing. He's licking the blood off your cheek. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this don't mean shit to me, man. So I, 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 bro, like, I want to see him do it. I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling for him, but I think it's gonna be a better fight. I pray that it is, man. I still want him to beat Joshua ass though. I hate Anthony Joshua. Who you want Tyson to beat him or you want uh No no I want Why? Yeah, he he fought Tyson. They didn't fight. Yeah, he he was ducking all the real yeah. smoke. That's why he, he fighting that fight. fucking mechanic. Yeah, the uh what's it? I can't uh remember buddy's name. Mm-hmm. You call him the mechanic though. That's crazy as hell. Uh, baby That's, jo- baby joker. That's f- that's who he is, baby joker. Hey, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I gotta say about that. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That one baby joker? One baby joker? Not baby joker, little joker. Little joker. I, little joker. I know what you're talking about. Look I know at what you. you're talking about. Look at you. Nigga so safe. <laughs> I came to pot. Wow, that's that's crazy. Wow. Baby Joker. That's crazy. Count my money. Count my green or getting between those titties. <laughs> Fuck it home. Let's party. <laughs> what is it, yogurt? Fool's <laughs> <laughs> waste of what is it, yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> I could go there, dog. I just <laughs> Nah, you play it safe. That's all you supposed to take shots. We yeah. we we shots have been okay. Yeah, you ain't taking no shots. That's why you had so safe. It's all right. Next episode, <laughs> shot episode, it up. I got to take him. Got to, no question. Coming through the door. Yeah. Or then he gunned your ass down. He got him. He get him. Yeah, he is. She, you see how he fist pumping? That motherfucker goes out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, I really hope that Wilder is able to uh, to turn the tide a little bit, man, and and get because he lose this fight. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, it's done. Because you can't get past the big boss. That's what this is, big boss. It's like one of them uh, video games, yeah, right? It's the big boss. Yeah. Can't get past the big boss, bro. Yeah. It's I like, man, shit. fuck this game. Right. <laughs> Yo, that feeling used to be so sick when fuck you like you throwing a controller, you be hurt that I can't yeah, beat this yeah. nigga ass. Who what in what video game you play? Goro. It was Goro. Mortal Kombat. You when I finally whipped Goro ass. You know what I uh what I used to hate about playing the Mortal Kombat games? You remember like when you gotta uh fight like the next dude up. Like in between it was almost like an interlude. And they gave you like little shit to do, like breaking the board, mm-hmm. then you break the stone and then it was diamond and then ruby and all of that. I used to yeah. hate that shit. Man. I used to hate that shit on um on fucking uh uh, uh Street Fighter. You had to Beat the car up. Beat like, the car. Why, you know, why am I fighting the car? Though? You know who has to do it? You know who has to get crazy with? What's that? E-Honda. E-Honda. I run the fucking hands. You don't have them guys. All of that shit. Ah, shit. Boy. <laughs> E-Honda go to beating that motherfucking car. Boy. Hey, that, that, that was my guy. Street Fighter, E-Honda, and uh, old Blanca. Blanca. I'll fuck you up, Blanca. Yo, we used to call this girl Blanca high school bro because her hair was like that's fucked up super wild and shit like shout out to that queen shout out to fuck 
In high school, you went to all boys school. She went to uh, Saint Vincent. I forgot. Tries to be fucking. Yeah, yeah. Carter Blanca. That's crazy. Niggas know who I'm talking about, though. She. <laughs> I hope she's trying to be a nice young lady. Yeah, she did. Hey. <laughs> she, she did. Yeah, horn for Blanca. <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Got your ass seeing green. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, buddy. God damn it. Give me a fucking gun shot. Yeah, that was smooth right there. That Come was on, smooth. man. That was Make a good shot. Give me a good shot. Yeah. So, man, they said they got a COVID variant, man. The stronger we're going to kind of power through these last few. Okay. COVID variant, man. Stronger than, uh, it's like COVID on steroids is what they're saying. You scared of it? Getting your shot finally? Yeah, man. I got the first one. Johnson & Johnson? Nah, man, I ain't get that Johnson. That Johnson talcum powder. Shit. The talcum powder. Fuck that. Nigga. What I you got? Safe. I got the Pfizer joint. Pfizer. Pfizer gang. Got the Pfizer flowing through me. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for you to turn into a zombie. Nah. I'll be a zombie for you. I got mine for you. It all depends. You thought? How you think it's gonna work? You think like. Whenever oh. they push the button, everybody going like. Nah, I think it's gonna be like Walking at Dead all at once. It's gonna be like Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think like niggas gonna start dying first, and they gonna turn into. And then they gonna come back. Yeah, but what yeah. if it's the opposite? What if it's like the niggas that don't get it turn into the zombies? What if we in the clear now? That'd be hard. It's like we told y'all niggas. That'd be hard. <laughs> we told y'all. That'd be hard. It feel good to be on the other side, though. though. Hey man, I feel see? like I'm a part of a you know exclusive club and Come shit. Come on, man, man. Pfizer gang on the bit, man. Yeah, yeah, man. So um, if you're not vaccinated, go ahead and get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck it. What you got to lose? I look at it like this: if we are turning into into fucking zombies, then fuck it. Because hell, if you didn't get it, you're gonna be living through a zombie apocalypse. So right. at this point, shit. Shit, we at the top of the food chain, basically. Yeah. Shit, y'all niggas food. <laughs> y'all niggas are food. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Nipsey. Nipsey is getting a star in Hollywood Walk of Fame. How we feeling? Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. Wish he was here to, to kind of see it, but... Do you think if he was here, he'd have it? Uh, eventually. Not eventually. as soon. Yeah. But eventually. I Just because that, yeah. what he represents for that city and everything, man. Never you love you till you're dead or you're gone. Exactly. I think it's dope, though, honestly. Um, I thought he deserved one after the victory slap. But um, I I think it's dope, man. It's very slap. Yeah, victory slap. Right. Um, I I feel like it was very well-deserved, though, shot and nip. Um, I think that that's that's a big deal Mm -hmm. because of, I don't know who decides who gets to start on the Walk of Fame, but I think for Nip being what he was, which was essentially an underground artist who, for lack of a better term, had one, one album. One major album. You know, I, I mean, obviously he was a cult. You know, he had a cult following. We all fucked with Nip that grew post-death, you know, after he died. Um, but I think it's big. It's huge. I mean, yeah, it's just... I think it's dope, man, for for Nip to have that. It's very well deserved, man. Um, you know, prayer still to his family. We tend to forget that. Yeah. You know, after his death, I know we did an episode for him where we kind of spoke to his legacy. But you um, know, you know what's crazy about 
uh, the passing of Nip. Yeah. It's like a lot of people, even being in L.A., living in L.A., being from L.A., mm-hmm. still wasn't tuned in with what he had going on. Well, you know, and that doesn't surprise me because it's either you feel it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Or you fuck with or you don't, you know. Um, some artists, even though they are from your city, may not be for you. Right. Um, those artists from Savannah that are pretty big that I don't listen to. Mm. Not anything against those artists, just you just can't tap into. Yeah, it's just not my my not my shit. So I feel like in that vein, people will get afforded that same luxury. You know, maybe uh-huh. Nip just wasn't for you. Right. You know. No, but uh, the point, I mean, you know, that's a solid point. But where I was coming from was like, while he was here, they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And now that he's gone, it's like, all right, you know, the recognition and, yeah, you know, the accolades here. You get all of this, you get all of this. And it's like, well, when he was here, it, you know, it was totally different. Yeah. That's why I say, you know, that whole walk of fame, it kind of came earlier than, than expected. Eventually... Once, I think he would have had to grind. I think he had a lot, a lot, a lot more. Shit he had a lot of work to do before that would happen. Right, he had a lot of work to do. Um, because honestly, and I, we got love for Nip, but without that happening, when it happened, I don't know. The if death he amplified was, everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it always does. You know, um, so I think that made it kind of more pivotal to do. But I don't know if he was necessarily. This death made him a legend. Mm-hmm. But is it? My question would be: Is that a? We love to see it, but can we consider that a sloppy play, like a sloppy move by by the masses for making that happen? No, because I think they recognize. Because I think it was still recognition in what he did. Um and it uh recognized what he had a potential to do. Right. Um you know, um, so I don't I don't necessarily look at it as a sloppy play. Um I just look at it as, you know, sometimes, you know, you need that. Sometimes, I mean we always talk about, you know, living a life of purpose. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was his purpose in in giving him this star on the walk of fame is recognizing his purpose. Okay. You know, maybe, you know, some people are more impactful in death than they were alive. You know, so think about Pac. I mean, it's a lot of people, Pac. Mm-hmm. You know, people, a lot of people say that, you know, had Pac not died, maybe he's not looked at as this rapper that we made him out to be. Because his mute, because Pac wasn't the most lyrical rapper, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe... You know, Pot doesn't become, you know, this legend we knew him as. Right. You know, now he's immortalized, but, you know, he's been dead. He died, what, 96? Mm-hmm. So he's been dead, what, 25 years? Yeah. Um, I, I I disagree. I think he was, um, he was on track to become that regardless, just because of everything that he was involved in, you know, outside of music. You know, the movie appearances, like he was a star. He yeah. was a star all the way around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think to be honest with you, my opinion of Pac, um, you know, and I love Pac, I mm-hmm. think that if we think about someone who can draw a parallel to Pac, I believe that DMX was Pac. X, yeah. 
everything DMX. Literally, if Pac would live, I feel like that was DMX. Yeah, the movie, all that shit was, yeah. you know. So then, when I kind of trace that back and say, okay, well, DMX was a legend, is a legend, but Pac is always named in niggas top fives, mm-hmm. and it's like if Pac lived to be fifty, is he still that? You know what I mean? Because a certain quality of music got to be put. You know what I mean? So that's why I say that. But, um, you know, it's not a slight to Pac. I love Pac. But, you know, I, I, I think that sometimes in death, your legacy grows. Yeah, it's amplified. Okay. And sometimes that's the purpose. I mean, you know, only one person knows our, all our purpose. Right. Um, and maybe, you know, again, you know, it's hard to fathom that your purpose can be over at, you know, what, 23? 26. 26? 25, 26. Um, 25, 26, you know, 25 years. But, you know what I mean? Nips was, what, 33? 33. You know. That number. Yeah, that Jesus year. That number. So, um, you know, it's one of my favorite Nas, Nas lines, too. What's that? Uh, Jesus died at age 33. That's 33 shots, shots from twin glasses. Piece of me, so when the guns hold a 17, 27 hit my crew, six winning in you. Like, that's my favorite, 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 One mic. favorite uh, line. So, so is it Uchi Wally? Or <laughs> it's always, always Uchi Wally. Uchi-wally. It's never not Uchi Wally. Okay. Speaking of, let's get into some music, man. Okay, okay. let's get this going. Three hours in, baby, and here we are. Talk too much. That's a good thing, though, man. It is. It's on you, G. What you got for me? I'm a um. I'm gonna go way left with this one, man. Um, we've had conversations over the past few days, man. So, I kind of want to get a couple of these songs out mm-hmm. to kind of you know uh, celebrate and also kind of. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to be cliche, so uh, just pay tribute. Um, this is going to be the first year that my brother's not here, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of heavy hearts, um, you know, for my nieces and, you know, my youngest nephew that are still here. This is going to be their first year without their father. Uh, so, I mean, it's crazy that we were kind of on beat with Pop. Because that was going to be the song that I had queued up. So mm-hmm. this is one of my brother's favorite songs. And I remember around the time, like, uh, when he was expecting his firstborn, which is my nephew who also passed away uh, not too long ago. But he had a lot of emotions on his mind. And he didn't know. He had a, he had his first child at a very young age. So he didn't know what to expect. And, you know, he had a lot of things that he wanted to say and do. As far as um, yeah, man, I'm lost for words because I'm kind of getting emotional. But um, you know, he just wanted to be a good father. Right. At right. the end of the day, man, and you know, this song that Pop released, he kind of expressed that. So we're gonna go with a letter to my unborn child. To my unborn child. Um. To my unborn, unborn child. In case I don't make it. Just to my unborn child. Um. Many things learned in prison Blessed to still living Trying to earn every penny that I'm getting And reminisce 
listen to the beginning of my mission when I was conceived. It came to be in this position. My mama was a panther loud, single parent, but she proud when she witnessed baby boy rip a crowd to school. But I dropped out and left the house 'cause my mama say I'm good for nothing. So I'm out since I only got one life to live. God forgive me for my sins, let me make it and I never steal again or deal again. My only friend is my misery, wanting revenge for the agony they did to me. See my life ain't promised, but it sure gets better. Hope you understand my love letter. Sir, so that was a uh, pot. Let's my unborn. Um, and I think that uh, you know, in that same vein, man. Um, you know, we we do need to at least get one or two out, man. Kind of like you said, acknowledging the fathers. Yeah. Um. So let me get into a record, man. Um, actually, one of my favorite records off the Watch the Throne Project, man. Um. So um, not gonna do too much introduction for it. Uh, but, uh, so we can get to New Day. Yeah, uh. Me and the rest of the neck. 
of a father make your life ten times harder. I just wanna take you to a barber, bonding on charters, all the shit that I never did. Teach you good value so you cherish it. Took me 26 years to find my path. My only job is cut the time in half. So at 13, we have our first drink together. Black bar mitzvahs, mogul talk, mogul talk. Look a man dead in his eyes, so he know you talk truth when you speak it. Give your word, keep it. Give your word, keep it. Alright man, alright Um I think That sir Is it We good, we good I think we good man Got anything else you need to get to? Nah man, I'm good man Just uh Shit Happy Father's Day Happy fucking Happy Father's Day Ladies, take care of these men this weekend Yeah man Especially if they out here doing the right Slob thing Slob on the knob like corn on the cop. I, I was gonna say cater, but oh. did we? Is 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 head considered like catering? <laughs> is it not? Check in with me and do your job. That's what I require. That's what I require. <laughs> My motherfucking love language, nigga. That's what I require. Lay on the bed oh, and no. give me head. Oh boy! Don't have to ask. Don't have to pay. Booby is my name. Yeah, man. Poor man. <laughs> All right, I'm wrapping this up. Cause see, you you can't you wait to end the come with that shit. Yo, listen. All right, man. <laughs> so this is uh, this was episode 18, man. Untitled podcast, man. We appreciate y'all. Um, you fuck with us, fuck with us, and if you don't, don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. That's a fact, man. Um, once again, it's Father's Day, so y'all know what time it is, man. Yo. Since what them titties, man? Yeah, Snapchat I mean, that pussy. If you, better, you better hurry up and do it because Father's Day is only from eight o'clock to ten. Eight o'clock a.m. to ten o'clock a.m. That's uh, why DMs open all day long. <laughs> Just try it. Try after hours. That's real. The real shit after hours. I cut Damn. my phone. I, my phone goes on airplane mode at nine thirty, sir. We should still get delivered. Don't worry about it. Sir. I thought they get lost in translation. No, if it's on airplane they mode. not. They get keep coming even faster, Ashley. What if you sign out on Instagram? They still there when you sign back in? What if you delete Instagram? I think I'm just going to delete it. I don't want Be right back. I don't want those problems. Yeah, sure. You got them. <laughs> ain't problems. They're just titties. He's like, I ain't never seen a set of titties before. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you like titties? You like titties? I love titties. You don't like titties no more? I know. I like titties. I don't like Instagram titties. Oh, okay. Y'all find them on Facebook. Alright, so um <laughs> So get them titties a swab, man. He's a daddy, man. He's a daddy, man. Shout out to all the fathers, man. Everybody still in their kids' life. If you're not in your kids' life, get your raggedy ass back in it, man. Fuck is your problem. All that being said, man, we appreciate y'all. Thanks for fucking with us. Appreciate y'all. We fuck with y'all, man. Talk to us. We always talk back, man. Follow us on IG at the Untitled Pod. Um, all that good shit, man. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple Music, like, share, subscribe, comment. Um, show your baby mama, show your baby daddy, send it to your friends. Uh, you know, all that good shit, man. Um, appreciate life, live in the moment, man. Understand this is all we got. And for some of y'all niggas, this is as good as it's going to get. Mm. So appreciate it while you got it because it's all downhill from here, my boy. Believe that. And if cooking is catering to your man, you ain't shit learn how to cook. That's a fact. 
Also, you ain't shit. Your mom ain't either. <laughs> why the fuck you can't cook? Yeah, stop feeding that nigga nasty ass, pasty ass chicken. Whore. I'm How about that? I'm sorry. <laughs> How about that? Yo. So anyway, man, like that, before I get myself or, uh, or the rest of this podcast in trouble, we are out of here, man. Appreciate y'all, man. It's all love. Deuces. This is my second album, how was you sleeping? Dropped the album with Seinfeld, they thought I was tweaking A prophet and genius I'm flying with Lena, I'm riding with Nina One right for the shy, one right where I need her The funny thing is, I'll always be single I love me some Logan, I love me some Issa I never get either shit, them women is queens me I'm a drunk, I'm a demon, heaven knows I'm a dreamer I seen Taraji and Calvin always hope I could be that I fell in love with an actress, acting like she don't need me Polarizing the sun, underrated again Show business and never love you the way you love it. We come and we go, they quick to forget. So every bougie event I attend, I tell them this. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, 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 look, look. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Smack about two racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. And sorry, buy from sports to college class to rap. Some extended, some extended uh, clips for the podcast. Okay, I got another fucking crazy story about pops. Dog. Jesus, oh shit! Pops been married like this. Like, well, he's been married and divorced three times. Right? Jesus, okay. <laughs> this is nigga's first marriage. Man. Choosy lover. Yeah, nigga's first marriage, right? This yep. is a funny story. I swear to God, this is funny. Um, had his first child in his first marriage, man. My stepbrother Antoine, man, love you. Oh, uh, <laughs> Antoine's stepfather is Bruce. Bruce, right? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> in- <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I'm getting this shit off, right? Okay. So me and pops got like <laughs> growing up. We always had this love hate relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I. Had- Pissed off at this nigga one day, right? So I was like, hey man, like, be honest with me. He was like, what? It's like, how you feel when you hear that song? It'd be like, let Bruce Bruce hit. <laughs> <laughs> nigga should have slapped you. This nigga want to fucking fight me. I would want to fight you too, nigga. <laughs> want to fight. Should have kicked your ass. Yo, when I tell you, my mom was dying to fucking laugh when I said that. I said, how you really feel when you hear that song, dog? That's like, awful.